Hello there, friends, and welcome to the Monday show. I think it says 64. Yeah. I'm your host, Wes. With me, as always, my good friend, Roots. Roots, how are you doing, buddy? Good, good, actually. I was just, I was, had my apprehensions, Wes. I had about eh, two seconds of, am I going to hear echo loop? And uh, I don't hear it, so that's good. You know, I was I was ready to start cursing, start freaking out again. Actually, you know, I, I went back and I looked at it and I thought, man, I really, because I, I honestly, I didn't know. I was like, man, did I like just freak out and like say a whole bunch of stuff? I said one thing and I was like, I, I'm just, I was so confused, um, but we fixed it. And uh, and so now that echo loop isn't, exi- isn't out there anymore. 154 people got to see it. That's it. You special lucky people. <laughs> Yeah, that, they'll tell stories about it one day, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure too. So, so basically, what you're saying is uh, today's uh, Monday show, not a clusterfuck. Yeah, yeah, no clusterfuck today so far. Um, everything seems good. Now I'm waiting for, you know, Spry Guy or somebody to say I've got an echo or something. But no, everything's good. I think. Yeah. Well, that, that's good news, Roots, because uh, as you well know, or I guess I'm just assuming. Uh, the Monday show 64, I gotta think would be a fairly highly anticipated Monday show. Yeah. Especially, you know, what's funny, Wes is like, I was, I haven't heard from you most of what's going on. I'm like looking forward to knowing what Wes, Wes's thoughts are on the G2, uh, the PS5, you know, I, you know, I've seen a lot of chatter in our discord. I've seen it on Reddit. Um, but I haven't tried any. I don't have any, you know what I mean? Like I can, I even, I do have my opinion and I've stated it in the, uh, the discord and i thought about it after i posted what i posted today and i thought you know what i haven't tried shit man i don't know anything dude can't tell you if tracking's good i can't tell you how it looks what wes is going to tell you today so well well, the, well that's the awesome thing about our channel and the way we approach these types of things you know generally we're not a hardware channel we generally cover the games and that's I'm, i mean to some extent that's going to be true today uh we're going to change up the, the structure a little bit uh, instead of having games and then topic, it's all going to be one big topic uh, through the pers- we're going to talk about the games through the lens of these pieces of hardware that we're going to be talking about. And um, we do things a little bit different when we cover hardware here. Uh, I'm not going to give you a, a cold, hard, segmented, you know, review of these pieces of hardware. We approach it a little differently. Uh, we approach it as I feel like many, if not most of you would, and we just get put the thing on and play games, right? Uh, I, I don't spend time trying to break it, looking for flaws. Mm. I play the games and I report my experience. This is how I cover hardware. And I feel like that's a little bit different than uh, most other channels. And uh, I got to think that, uh, y- you know, I'm sure you, if you watch the, the channels like I watch them, you'll notice that they they generally tend to trend with one another. You'll have one fairly well-known, you know, media source come out and review something a certain way, and then all of the others kind of just seem to fall in line after it. Uh, None of that here. Uh, I'm basically, you know, I've spent uh, the better part of the last day since I got off work last night uh, running these these pieces of hardware through the paces uh, playing games. And uh, I'm basically going to give you my experience here tonight uh, in uh, in this brand new next gen hardware. Yeah, that's what's good. That's what's good about for me too is I um don't watch much uh, other stuff. I've got so much stuff going on that 
I don't know what everybody else is trending towards. I have no idea. I have no idea what anybody thinks. I have a couple of ideas because of what people have said. Other people have, like, I know what Sebastian thinks. I know what a couple people think on the G2, but um, mostly on the PlayStation 5. I don't know jack crap, and I need to actually get in and, you know, I've been hanging out. And I say hanging out. I've, I've, I've ran a couple times with Dave uh, Station VR, and... Um, and I, I need to, I, like, he's cool, dude. Like, I, I need to, um, I never, because I didn't come in through the PlayStation VR, I didn't really get to that channel, get to know it like you have. And um, I, I, I'm starting to get an appreciation for it. So, for PSVR. Yeah, uh, cool dudes over there and uh, an amazing, amazing community, the PSVR without parole community. For those of you who have PlayStation VR, I'm sure you already know this, but if not, definitely go over there and check those guys out. Dave. AJ, Brian, they're all, they're all cool dudes. Jeremy King, Desert, all of them. They're all cool. Yeah. And uh and their their Discord dude, you think our Discord pops off 24/7? It's nothing like theirs. I mean, they've got hundreds upon hundreds in there constantly talking uh PlayStation VR. Yeah, it's the best community for uh, PlayStation VR and probably VR period, but um I'll tell you what, I um He's doing the same thing. I, I watched him in the lobby. He's doing the same thing I do. He goes up and he's like actually greeting people and talking to them and getting to know them. And I thought that was really cool. So, uh, but yeah, anyway, so, that's my little. Roots found another person that's as sociable online as he is. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah, it is. It was cool. Uh, so yeah, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to G2 eventually. Um, I will say this with the G2 right off the top. My experience with G2, very different than pretty much anyone else's uh, I've seen reviews on both sides of the fence and I can't say that I agree a hundred percent with any of them. Uh, I've had a very unique experience with it, but we'll get mm. to that. Uh, Roots is going to talk a little bit about his uh, experience with 90 Hertz quest. Uh, my experience with it's been about five minutes. You know, obviously I've been in these other headsets. I haven't had time to check it out, but I did do the update uh, and I, I jumped in uh, for, I don't know, probably less than five minutes and uh i mean what i saw was cool but i can't really speak on it so that's what my uh friend roots is here for uh, i i smile and laugh because uh it's like a second thing for you you're like eh, i may or may not go on and check out the 90 hertz radio run's been trying to get his to update for like two days now and that's one of the, the flaws of i don't understand what's going on with the quest like with the rift like there's an up i thought there was there's an update button you can just click it and it updates it now. I mean, you can force it, but for the most part, you're supposed to just set it to the side and just wait. And I don't have patience for that, bro. Like, I want the shit today. I mean, I went through paces. I was talking to Oculus uh, support. I don't ever use support, Wes. I was like, where is my 90 hertz? I need to see it. And uh, um, I don't know. It was, it was weird. So. Well, I mean, it was just there for me. I, I put my head, my quest on for a moment last night to uh to get in and change a few settings basically was the reason i had it on and uh i just happened to notice that the option was there to put it in the 90 hertz i i, I found it a little bit uh interesting because the, the the news uh sources i read regarding this all said that the 90 hertz was going to be enabled by default but i had to go turn it on like it was it was on 72 with the option to go to 90 so that that's what i did cool thing is though uh you can now super sample from the oculus home you don't have to use tray tool anymore you can go right into your link settings and uh set it to 1.1 1 1.2 1 i think it goes up to maybe 1.5 it does uh, that you can set it to 
It does, and it scales for your card too, because like I did it my first time, I was messing with the slider, and then um, it was at one spot, and when I came back, it the default had moved further up the line from where it was the first time, and then it stayed there. It was kind of like it adjusted to my 2080, um, and this is like, I, I'm, I'm gonna admit something about myself, a little bit I didn't wanna say, Wes, but I had a little bit, a little bit of, um, tad bit of envy for your 3080. As I was going through some of my paces, I was like, man, like, cause you know, there's, I'm hitting a wall, uh, especially with the 90 Hertz, um, trying to do it through virtual desktop. And I'll talk a little bit about that, um, when we come up to it, but, uh, I'm hitting a wall that I imagine you've already fucking pole vaulted over and you're like flying populate population one style down to the Valley where I'm, I can't see the Valley cause I'm on the other side, but, uh, yeah, so I have a little bit of, a little bit of envy. Well, with regards to Oculus Quest, uh, you're right. I mean, running that thing has been magical since I got my 3080. Uh, th this little dash marker you're talking about that uh, that tells you where the computer estimates your super sampling level should go, uh, it's always so high that I don't feel comfortable hmm. setting it all the way up that high. So I generally back it off a little bit. But uh but uh, not all sunshine and roses. And again, we'll get to that in just a little bit. But uh, first, Roots, I wanted to go ahead and talk about the one thing that really has impressed me uh, over the last couple of days, three, four days, and uh, that is PlayStation 5. Uh, you know, I, I got my PlayStation 5 and my uh, Reverb G2 on Thursday. And uh, I was kind of in between graphics cards on Thursday. I didn't have my newest one until Friday. But um, I, I didn't really want to go into G2 on a 1080 and give myself out of the box uh, the, the, the minimum spec. I wanted to wait a day. So I went into PS5 first. And, um, of course, you know, I'm working Thursday, Friday, and, and doing, the, you know, show prep on Saturday. So, like... I didn't really play PSVR right off the bat. I played some flat PlayStation 5, and what I played was Astro's Playroom. And uh, what Astro's Playroom is, it's a new AstroBot title that is designed to show off the next-gen features of the PlayStation 5 console and the DualSense controller. And uh, Roots, out of everything that I've tried over the last four or five days, uh, you know, G2 included, everything all in. Nothing has quite impressed me like my experience in Astro's Playroom. It's been absolutely incredible. Yeah, did it look anything like Half-Life Alex? Because for me, for a second there, it looked just like it. Uh, but no, Astro's, <laughs> Astro's Playroom, you know, it, I, from what I've heard, I've just, from the Discord, I've just seen you and, and Driven By talking about it. It's blowing both of your guys' minds away. Not only the... Um, just the game itself but it's really about the controls and the audio right like and i i, I it's another envy spot i want to i want to hear the um the tempest audio well it, it's the whole package man i mean it, it looks beautiful graphically and i was playing on a 4k hdr display my first 4k hdr gaming experience astro's playroom and uh, it looked beautiful it had um these beautiful, you know, 3D generated graphics. Obviously, it wasn't like 3D like in the headset, but the whole time that you're playing it, uh, I'm thinking, man, if this were only in VR, it would be phenomenal. And, and then, uh, you know, the sound 
awesome as advertised, but what really threw me for a loop was the controller. I knew that they had uh, put a lot into it and uh, the, the haptics they were touting as something next gen. Uh, I didn't realize what, an, uh, what a difference that it makes with immersion. Literally, everything, everything you do in the game you feel, like walking in the game you feel. So if you're little robot guys walking on a metal surface, you'll hear the clank, clank, clank. You'll feel it. You'll feel the vibration, and it feels like a like a real what what you think it would feel like, and like um, just just everything that you interact with has its own uh, sound and feel to it to go with what you're looking at, and it really is a new gaming experience. You know, one of the things that really blew me away, uh, one of the levels I played in Astro uh, Astro's Playroom, uh, it's raining and it, it begins raining, and of course the sound all around you it. It really is spot on, but that little Astrobot pulls out a, an umbrella and, uh, you know, the rain sound becomes a little pitter pat. Like we've all had an umbrella. You know what it sounds like when rain, you know, light rain hits an umbrella. So, you know, it has, it has extremely realistic 3d, uh, audio of this umbrella, but what really, really, uh, brought it home was the controller because right along with that pitter pat. I felt vibrations in my hand that was extremely similar to the, the vibration you would feel holding an umbrella with wow. the rain hitting it. It was absolutely incredible. And uh, Roots, my, my overall takeaway from, from playing this thing uh, is I, I, I now have a very clear picture of what PSVR 2 is going to be like. And let me tell you, man, uh, it's going to be incredible. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait to play the PS5 version of, of everything. Now, let me ask you this. What do you think, like, the average gamer, like, if he just bought the PlayStation 5, he put on his Tempest audio, he's got his controller, he's playing Astro um, Playroom for the first time, he's never played VR before, is he going to be blown away by the audio and the controller? Because, I mean, obviously, he's experiencing the same thing you're experiencing, but I kind of feel like um, we're a little bit more sophisticated <laughs> when it comes to audio it, and what we expect, right? Well, I, I could see um, I could see both sides of it. I could see a situation where certain people are gonna be absolutely, uh, you know, mind blown because this is gonna be their first experience with immersive gaming. You know, it's always just been about photo real graphics for the, these people and nothing more. Now they're, they're starting to see what gaming in multiple dimensions is like. Uh, and it's old hat to us. At the same time, you know, as I'm playing this game, I know what it's going to be like in VR. And I happen to know, based on what Sony has told us, that the next generation PSVR headset is going to have more resolution, it's going to have more field of view, and it's going to have HDR. They've already confirmed all of this. So uh, uh, when I play uh, play something like this, and I feel the haptics and the audio, and I know the visuals are gonna be a lot more like the visuals I'm seeing on my uh, 4K panel. Uh, I mean, you know, when people talk about next-gen VR, you, you'll hear them talk about things like eye tracking, gesture tracking, um, you know, whether or not PlayStation VR has any of this stuff. If it only has the things I just said, uh, and, and it has, as we already know, the best game developers in the world making the games for it, uh, it's going to be the best thing we've ever seen. What about um, 
like I say this, everything, you know, obviously PlayStation uh, VR 2 is coming out eventually. Um, they released, do you think they'll release a, like a new aim controller of sorts that has the same technology? Because a lot of people are raving and I've, I've been seeing people saying on the Reddit that they're, they're like, man, I can't wait to try Call of Duty that's got, you know, separate, uh, I guess, things for each gun, like the way the triggers pull and like oh, when it locks man. up and all of that, right? So can you imagine that being in the aim controller as well? And when you look down at that shotgun, it now has a different type of trigger or, or whatever. Um, I think that, uh, I think they have to, right? Yeah, dude. And, and it, you know, the triggers are something else as well. I mean, um, as we all know that they, they, uh, they have variable feedback, but it isn't just that the, the level of resistance changes, but th through your pull motion of the trigger, each, uh, each section of the pull can have different resistance. Hmm. So you start out with a, a medium tension pull that gets harder to squeeze as you get to the mid the, the midway point of the pull. And then when you get there, all of a sudden the tension just breaks loose and it clicks just like pulling the, the trigger of a gun. You know, it's kind of hard, gets harder and harder to pull until the, uh, until the hammer goes. And then all of a sudden it just lets loose. It, it really, it feels a lot like that. And they can, uh, they can customize that however they want. Uh, it really, um, I mean, it's hard to believe after all the things that um, that I've experienced over the last week that the controller is really the thing that blew me away. But I got to be honest that that was the one thing that really felt next gen to me. Oh wow! So do you think this will? Be, I mean, this has to come to touch and all the other controllers at some point. This technology, or maybe it doesn't, and that's like the amazing draw of the PlayStation VR versus all the other ones, right? I don't know that. It's definitely something that I see would eventually be standard in controllers, right? Like, because everything kind of moves together, and this seems like the next uh, generation leap. And how much do you feel vindicated for, uh, like, I mean, maybe you don't consider it trash talking in a sense, but, like, everybody's been raving about Xbox for so long, I still hear people delusional telling me that it's like right up there and like they're not doing all this next gen shit that's the same con console just more powerful and um i think it's a lack to me it's a lack of innovation you know i mean if you're a xbox person great but your company's not innovating they're not pushing the next level and sony is and um i, I just think that they're they're just the, the next level notch up with the playstation 4 sony kind of propped themselves up above Xbox and they were looking down and now with PlayStation 5 they're like fucking they've just now pulled themselves into that light post in population 1 and shot themselves up in the air and they're waving to Xbox saying sucka so that's how I feel Yeah I, yeah well anybody who who looks at it objectively already knows that the the Sony first party stuff is the best stuff uh cross uh cross platform titles uh generally tend to perform similarly uh amongst uh the different platforms but uh people were expecting a little bit more of a gap uh this time but you, you know xbox on paper if you're only looking at those t-flops uh they're supposed to have a pretty significant power advantage but uh in the, the early testing head to head of the cross-platform titles uh you know Sony is performing a lot better than uh, many people expected them to in these. 
and uh, you're basically seeing pretty much uh, parity between the two. In some games and scenes, Xbox is slightly better, but in some games and, and scenes, uh, the, the PlayStation's slightly better, and that wasn't supposed to be the case. Xbox was supposed to always be up here. Uh, so it really just goes to show um, the, the, the cross-plat experience is uh, largely going to be the same on the two consoles. What's going to set them apart are exclusives, and as we all know, Sony has the market on that. Well, and then I would also add, like, if I go into, well, I guess a Hellblade was going to be a bad example because it's not going to be on PlayStation, but a game that is on both of them, um, and I jump in there and I've got my my controller, which is better, and I've got Tempest Audio, which is going to give me a better surround sound, I would say that in, I don't care if it performs a little bit better, I've got the superior gameplay, um, for me anyway. I mean, the, the way a game sounds and the way a game feels is just as good as, or as important as how it uh, um, looks, if not more. And so... Yeah, but with that said, it is completely up to those third-party developers to make use of the next-gen features of the PlayStation 5. None of it's going to be automatic. Uh, the PS5 versions of these games will take a little extra work if the uh, developers want to use these uh, haptics that are uh, built into the controller. Oh, hell yeah. I want. I, I don't see why you wouldn't, right? Resident Evil 8 with that new controller? I don't know. It'll be amazing. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't wait for that one. And, uh, you know, tune in next week. We, we're getting some news on the uh, Resident Evil front, uh, and it's pretty exciting. But, uh, you know, the one thing that really sets PlayStation apart from Xbox in my opinion, as we all know, is VR. We're VR gamers, right? So let's talk a little bit about the VR experience on PlayStation 5 as it is today. Now, as a, you know, what I've been speaking on up until this point is what VR is going to be on PlayStation 5. When the new PlayStation VR platform comes out, uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing. I mean, even uh, just, just last week, one of the Sony executives was asked in an interview about what PS, what VR on PS5 is going to be like. And basically their answer to paraphrase was that they have set a certain standard with the PS5 experience and that they would expect the VR experience on PS5 to be uh, of uh, the level of quality that the PS5 deserves. So basically what they're saying is you can uh, expect the, the PS5 experience to extend into VR when that day comes. But what about today? What about backwards compatibility? What about PlayStation VR 1? As you know, I've had high hopes for this. Uh, really, the whole reason that I was so gung-ho about pre-ordering this was because I was finally going to have the opportunity to play all of my old favorites. And, and let me tell you, the, the PlayStation VR catalog is still my favorite in VR, uh, but well, I was finally going to get to re-experience those games on a, a truly powerful piece of machinery. And a lot's been said about whether or not we're going to see upgrades, uh, uh, whether or not uh, it's even possible running in back compatibility mode for there to be upgrades. And uh, we've heard different things from different people, right? We've heard uh, Upload VR and Road to VR say that there's absolutely zero difference. Uh, we've heard PSVR without parole say that uh, there's differences in some games. Uh, they specifically point out 
that dreams and uh, the, the the Star Wars uh, squadrons as being significantly improved by uh, PlayStation 5. Now, I'll just say right off the bat, I didn't play either of those games. I went, uh, you know, of course, I had a limited amount of time. Uh, I, I've been, you know, installing games all day and playing them. Uh, so I, I went to my old favorites routes, and I, I started off uh, with what I said I would start off with the other day when we talked about this. I started off with Farpoint because I've been playing Farpoint lately. I've got a good idea in my head what Farpoint's going to look like on PlayStation Pro because it's fresh in my mind. And when you go into the the hub inside the ship before you even launch into the game, uh, it's always very shimmery. Uh, there's always a whole lot of aliasing. And these are the type of things that I would expect to be vastly improved uh, from a more powerful machine. Uh, but I got to say, Roots, going into Farpoint on PlayStation 5, uh, the improvement was minimal. Mm. Um, it seemed like maybe there was a little bit less aliasing, but for the most part, uh, it was still very shimmery everywhere I looked. Well, you were you were expecting to see it clear. So let me ask you this. You think it's it's just not optimized, or do you think it's hard? I mean, because at some point, it will reach that that hardware limit, and I guess you've played probably played enough games where you have that answer for me. Um, but... Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I got I got to say that I think that that's just it. I, I don't think that uh, most games have been optimized for PlayStation 5 yet. Now, to what extent will they be? We don't know yet. Uh, but the experience playing Farpoint on PlayStation 5 was largely the same as playing it on PlayStation 4 Pro. Uh, that said, I mean, it's a phenomenal game. I had a blast playing it. Uh, I just wasn't seeing quite the level of improvement that I was expecting. Okay. Well, it's proof that they've devs still have work to do, right? Everything's not just going to magically fix itself because the the box got more powerful. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I got to I got uh, to agree with that. I'm hoping that the devs will uh, will see the value in it and will support these older games because let's be honest, they've lived their life, right? Uh, people aren't, you know, tearing the store doors down to, to buy PSVR anymore. Uh, so really, these games, uh, they, they've reached their peak, and uh, they, they've uh, pretty much generated all of the profit that they're going to generate at this point. Uh, so really, they're just catering uh, to their existing user base. And we know a lot of uh, developers are good like that, and they'll continue to support their game long after people quit buying it. Uh, but I, I, the jury's out. We really don't know yet to what extent developers are going to support these games. Yeah, I mean, I I would kind of hope, Wes. I mean, part of me is hoping that they don't, that you never see the shimmer go away. And that that's not directed to mean at, at you. <laughs> because then maybe they're working on number two. Like, you know, fuck uh, number one. You just finish number two, right? Are they making a sequel? Or do you know? Uh, I, They're working on something. Okay. They're working on a shooter. Uh, that's all we know. We're, we're there, we know that they're working on a new shooter game, and they have been for a couple of years now. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know exactly if that's going to be a Farpoint sequel. I would hope so, but I'm sure whatever it is, uh, if it's coming from Impulse Gear, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So it was still fun, but not as uh, good. I mean, it, did it? I mean, it, did it seem like it ran smoother? I mean, I guess it probably oh, ran. The, the, uh, and let me just go right off the top here and say. 
um, the load times are significantly increased across the board for everything I tried. Uh, th there is a lot less waiting around to get in any of these games. I mean, uh, it was really impressive on that front. Oh, good. Well, that's cool. Because the load times were kind of a long. I mean, I guess they weren't long, but they were longer than I would have liked, right? Yeah, they were very long in some games. And, uh, I mean, in this yeah, game. They, they've yeah. been, in most games, uh, they've been reduced by half or more uh, the, the wait time. So, oh, cool. Uh, it, it's a significant improvement on that point. Cool. Uh, so, from there, I, I went into my very favorite game. Uh, and uh, I went into Resident Evil 7. And uh, interesting roots, interesting, because, um, you know, I, I have a physical copy of Resident Evil 7 that uh, I've played through pretty much through the very end boss fight, and uh, I've yet to uh, record that very last installment of the series for my channel uh, because I loaned the disc out. And uh, while I loaned the disc out, I bought the gold edition of uh, Resident Evil 7, uh, but you couldn't you couldn't load the physical edition save onto the digital edition gold. So I couldn't ever get back in it to finish uh, what I started, to finish the game. So uh, when I went over to PS5, I installed the gold edition, the new digital one. And I was just basically planning on uh, loading into the first level, playing through some of the, the guest house, because I've played it enough to, uh, I know what it looks like. I'll be able to recognize improvement. But much to my surprise, after installing the Gold Edition on my PS5, uh, it asked me if I wanted to continue my game. And I've never played the Gold Edition before, Roots. I've only played the physical one. So I said, sure, let's continue. And sure enough, it picked me right up uh, from my physical edition save. So uh, this was not something that was ever possible on PlayStation wow. 4. Now it appears that the PS5 is integrating those saves uh, from different versions of the game, which I thought was really cool. Was Jack as creepy in PS5 as he was on the PS4? Well, uh, I loaded into the uh, final, you know, the ending of the game, and uh, no Jack. No Jack. Oh, okay. So I don't know the end of the game, so I have no idea. Um, well, uh, uh, what, I, what I will say is this about RE7. Um, you know, generally, the, the biggest visual defect I, I see in this game much like Farpoint, uh, is Shimmer. It's aliasing. And it seemed, at least, to be significantly reduced, uh, but not to the point where it was gone. There was still some aliasing, um, but it seemed like PSVR Pro on its best day, pretty much. It was, very, it was largely the same experience, uh, but it seemed like... Uh, I, I don't know if any of you out there have experienced this with but with me and my pro uh some days it works better than others and basically what resident evil uh 7 on ps5 was like it was like me playing it on my pro on my pro's best day mm, forever well, hopefully it'll be like playing it on an amazing upstep after a patch right well we're gonna see this uh as i go through my, my list of games here uh, I haven't did a headset-to-headset -headset comparison, loading the game up on both the uh, 5 and the Pro and, and comparing them directly. Uh, there are going to be some of these games where I think that I see improvement, but I'm not sure. 
and really it's going to take me doing that to, to know for sure. But just the fact that I would have to do that to know really says it all. I mean, uh, if it were a real big improvement, it, we wouldn't have to look side by side. We would just know, right? Yeah. Uh, well, Resident Evil 7 is one of those games where I think that there were some improvements, but, uh, you know, not the, the, the biggest thing in the world. Uh, just a little bit cleaner visually. Oh, cool. Well, it sounds like uh, something I still want to play through. I, you know, I, I, I loaded it up the other day, Flat West, and I just didn't have the heart to play it. You know, I was like, man, I, I really want to play through this game again. I just don't know. Maybe I need to do it just to find out. I just don't know that I'll have the same feeling that I had inside the headset. You know, like you know, it's it, it's interesting that you say that. Uh, I'm kind of a little bit ashamed of myself, Roots. Like, uh, you know. I did all my PSVR testing today. I spent a good deal of time getting it ready. You know, I got the headset out, cleaned it up, paired all the controllers over, uh, went through all the initial tutorial stuff again on PS5, uh, installed a bunch of games. Just as I'm getting ready to jump into Farpoint uh, for the first time, uh, I get word that my Gamefly uh, games have showed up. So now here is uh, Godfall. Here is... Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. And just for a moment, just for a tiny fleeting moment, Roots, mm. I was kind of upset that I was going to have to play VR. I really <laughs> wanted to go play flat games instead. Oh, man. And then I thought, what the hell is wrong with me? Uh, what's this PlayStation doing to me? And then after I got into VR, I was fine. Well, I'll tell you what. I was thinking about this because I was seeing how you were, you know, like I guess warming up at least a little bit to the idea of like the surround sound, the 4K TV, the the amazing content. Because let's be honest, that's what it, that this is top notch AAA content that just came out. It's the best of the best. Um, I've been looking at Godfall myself on PC because it looks so good, right? Uh, but well, I'm telling, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, what's the truth, Roots? Uh, the flat gaming experience today, the next gen flat gaming experience today is something different than anything that we've seen before. Like with the, with the high, uh, the high resolution, high contrast displays with the haptics, with the sound, with all of it, the ray tracing, all the bells and whistles we have now, it really is something different that, that I've never experienced before. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, there's that, I, I believe content trumps uh, a lot of things, and um, there's a lot of good flat content out there that I really want to come to VR. I mean, there's there's something about being in, in the experience versus looking through the window, but sometimes that window looks pretty damn good, and it's the gameplay is, is can be phenomenal. Now, uh, I guess I'll talk to you off air about Godfall, just because I don't know if people really care on a VR show. Um well, you guys know that uh, the Discord invitation is always in the description. If you want to talk to me about my experiences in these flat games, which I will be playing this week. I'm going to play Spider-Man. I'm going to play Godfall. Roots, I got a new 4K panel for my bedroom, finally replacing my uh, my LG TV that I shattered. I finally got its replacement. And uh, I'm going to hook that up to my 3080, and I'm going to put Watch Dogs Legion on it. So uh, I got some gaming ahead of me this week. And well, tell some me when you VR gaming. when you do that. Tell me I'm gonna I'll buy it because I I've been thinking about getting it. I just to be Legions look so different, and I know Derail has it. So um, and it's a looks like it'd well, be a really cool uh, co-op. Well, talk to me off air. I might be able to help you out with that one. Cool. All right. 
anyway, uh, back to PlayStation VR on uh, on PS5. So Resident Evil 7, I was very happy that I can now uh, just play digitally and pick up my save. Uh, it looked a little bit cleaner. Looked like my PSVR Pro on its best day. But, uh, you know, still nothing, no, no amazing big improvement. Um, so from there, I think I went on to, uh, yeah, I went on to Here They Lie. And I've been waiting a long time to play Here They Lie. I love this game so much. I play it once a year. And I always play it in October. But I skipped this October, uh, waiting on my PS5 uh, to get here. And, um, you know, Roots, visually... With Here They Lie, I could tell zero difference. Uh, and furthermore, I was taken uh, a bit aback by it because I didn't remember certain things about this game. I didn't remember that it was a blink turning only. Like, you, you could change it to smooth turning, but they force uh, a vignette when, when you mm. turn, and it, it's, a, it's a very strong one. So actually, blink turning is preferable here to the, uh, to the smooth turning. Um, Visually, uh, it, it looks the same as it always has. Uh, it, it, I mean, it looks good. Uh, you know, things in the distance are kind of blurry. Uh, things close up look pretty good. Um, still a phenomenal game and one of my favorite games in VR. Uh, the one thing that really stood out to me that I, I wasn't expecting, Roots, was the audio. The audio just seemed like way better than I remember. And I don't know if that's... a a difference on the PS5 or just my faulty memory. Mm. But uh, the sound effects in this game are, are bone chilling and it really helps to uh, create the, uh, the the tension and the immersion that you need for a, a great horror game. I'm assuming they didn't update this. There was no patch for PS5, so there's probably not using Tempest Audio. Uh, yeah, and I'm not, holding a, I'm not holding my breath waiting on one either. Um, <laughs> Because, uh, you know, the Tangentlemen, as, as they were, uh, don't exist anymore. I mean, Tangent Games is still a thing, but the guys that were there then and the guys that are there now are largely different. Uh, I really don't expect this game to ever get a sequel or any more support, period. Um, but the, the, this was the case in a few games, Roots, that I felt like the, the audio really had some extra pop to it. And, uh, I, again, I don't know if it's just the the power of the uh, audio, the dedicated audio chip in the PS5 really making the, uh, the, the audio stand out more, or if it, it's just something that I, I noticed before and forgot about. Yeah. Well, Dr uh, Drilla is saying in the, uh, in the um, comments there, the chat that uh, the savior quest of VR is actually going to end VR and VR enthusiasts are going to go flat because of what you're saying. Um, I, but see, Drilla, you're discounting the combination of the two things right now, right? Um, I don't know. I, we went through this yes, la, yesterday. I had Roots rants. Um, you know, go back to yesterday's episode to hear how I feel on uh, on uh, the questicles downgrading VR. Yeah, I think uh, I think people are still kind of stuck in the mindset of the Quest One. The Quest Two is capable of some uh, very very good looking VR games, obviously. Nothing's ever going to be on the level of PC, but whatever was on the level of PC graphically, it's not all about graphics. I can say that it does well enough uh, to, to really, uh, I mean, it, it's it's superior to PlayStation VR in some ways and inferior in others, but I would put it about on that level uh, in terms of visual quality. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like it. 
so uh, from there, Roots, we went on to, uh, let me see here, was, that, was it Rush of Blood? Yeah, we went on to uh, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, another one of my favorite games. Uh, another game that uh, that I've been holding off on going back into, uh, waiting on my PlayStation VR to get, or I'm sorry, my PS5 to get here. And um, Roots, this is where I kind of started to feel like maybe there was some hope. Because at this point, to be quite honest, I was very cynical about the uh, prospects of PSVR really getting any better on PlayStation 5. Uh, but when I went into Rush of Blood, uh, again, this is another game that I normally notice significant aliasing in. Not the case this time. It was clean. Hmm. Uh, it was cleaner than I remember it being. Uh, the only problem was uh, when I went into the game, I got this message from the PlayStation 5 saying this game may not behave as it normally does on PlayStation 5. And I didn't know what that meant until I got in the game. Uh, there was two or three times as I played through the level that the pause menu just blinked up on its own, hmm. which which kind of sucked. It was immersion breaking, but, uh, you know, it w wasn't a, that big of a deal. Uh, but I got to say here, Roots, uh, another game that I felt like the audio sounded a little bit better. I think that the audio, the, the visuals looked a little bit better but again, this is me going from memory, not me going head to head with the two headsets. Oh, that's coming soon. Um, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, this is this game and the last game. Well, not the last game. I guess RE Seven. Those are the two games that um, really like draw me back to PlayStation VR. Even though I don't have it, they're, they're the games that I miss playing the most. I guess I should say, uh, just because I love roller coasters in VR. I love shooting things in VR, and then. You add the creepiness of this. And not only that, Wes, that was one of my favorite things. Um, guilty confession to throw new people in VR into this thing. Because they the beginning is so tame. And they really, if they don't know what it is, like that you can just, it's just so slow. And it just seems like a nice little roller coaster. You're just shooting these little trinket, trinkets, right? And then it just gets, starts getting creepier and creepier. And I've had people like start thinking like, what is going on here? Um, yeah, it's kind of, uh, kind of rude, but... Uh, it's funny at the same time. So, so yeah, I felt like, uh, again, this was fairly similar to my experience uh, with Resident Evil 7. Uh, I felt like it was my PSVR Pro on its best day. Like, uh, it was better, but just marginally. Like, mm. I didn't feel like it was night and day improvement, but I felt like this one might actually be a little bit better. And you're right, this game is just phenomenal. You know, uh, the, the roller coasters, I still feel them when, when I'm going down the track. Uh, I'm, I'm not desensitized to VR to the point where I don't feel the movement uh, of the coasters. The, the coasters in this game still get me in the stomach a little bit. Uh, so not only do I still think this is the best roller coaster in VR routes, uh, I feel like it's the best haunted house in VR, and it's my favorite rail shooter in VR. So, I mean, this is uh, th this is one of my favorite games, and... You know, I was talking to D-Rail the other day. You know, D-Rail has never had PSVR before. What? But but uh, now that he's got his PS5, he, he got a deal on one. Ooh. And uh, he's just waiting on his camera adapter now, and he's going to get to play this and uh, a bunch of other games. How cool. So this, uh, the PlayStation 5, now, am I, am I remembering correctly that you have a new camera for it? It comes with it with the adapter? Or did it use the old one? I know that there was an adapter. I didn't pay as much attention to it as you did, Wes, because I... I'm not getting it so i'm like fuck it 
Um, but no, the, uh, the adapter is so that you can use your old camera. The new camera okay. doesn't work. Ah, oh, bummer. I was going to ask if it made a difference, but apparently it doesn't because uh, it doesn't work exactly the same yeah and uh so so yeah and that was basically my feeling here even though i felt like there was a little bit of uh a little bit of improvement when it comes to uh russia blood i'm still pretty bummed out and cynical at this point i mean i've played four of my very favorite games and uh really the most of what i played was no improvement uh, a couple of the games i think there might have been improvement but Still not enough for me really to be sure. Uh, so I, I was kind of bummed out at this point. Uh, so I took a break. And um, when, when I came back in, uh, I said, you know what? Uh, I had such a good time playing Astro's Playroom. Let, let's check out Astro Bot Rescue Mission. And uh, again, Roots, uh, a phenomenal... Uh, the, the, the audio was... was outstanding in this game it, it had me questioning is this really better and this was the third game in a row mind you that uh i'm having these thoughts the audio sounds better right hmm. um uh, I, i'm not sure but i think it did and then visually roots uh visually this game was just perfect i mean there was no aliasing there was no foveated rendering all, all of the uh 3d depth was there but you know roots thinking back it was there already. This was, all, this was already a, a beautiful game. I already remember this being something that I put on par with PC games back then, you know. So I'm not sure if this saw any improvement at all. Uh, it was already perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it sounds like at this point, um, if, I, if I was you, um, I'm starting to understand the upload uh, review. Not agreeing with it, but... It makes sense now because like if you don't know much about VR and you just went from one to the other, you're like, dude, this there's no fucking difference. And um and not foreseeing or not wanting to see the fact that they're gonna patch and there's gonna be updates and upgrades and at least for the developers that make it worth their while, you know. I mean, I guarantee Astrobot will be one of them if it hasn't already. I'm surprised that none of them outside of Blood and Truth um really came out and said hey we're we're making it for playstation 5 making an update i th i feel like that would be such a huge thing to if i was coming into playstation playstation vr maybe i just had a playstation 5 i decide to get in and i find out that that's the one game that's updated i'm gonna make sure that game i own i don't care what game it is that's the one game i know is updated um yeah, i think it it's, was uh blood, blood and truth and uh firewall did as well yeah yeah so those are the two things that i would say that for me that would be like hands down first thing i would want to do as a developer is, is as soon as possible get it out there that hey we've updated so i think we'll see a lot more updates than we think um sooner than we think uh at least for the bigger games but i totally agree with like stuff like here they lie and there's certain games that they're just so far gone that um, from a developer standpoint, uh, it's just not going to be a draw to bring people into the game. And so now you're spending resources and time for really no reason. So, uh, Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm, and I'm hopeful that one day we'll get to the point where, uh, where we're starting to see a lot of these updates. Uh, but with Astrobot, again, I, I couldn't tell one way or the other. That game has always been beautiful. What, what, uh, what really did surprise me, though, Roots, uh, it's been a while since I've been in the game. I forgot just how friggin' amazing this game is. I mean, 
we all know that it's that it's the best platformer in VR. It's one of the best platformers of all time. But if you don't play it uh, for a long time, you forget what that means. This is a top-notch AAA production. Uh, it's outstanding, and I didn't want to stop playing it. Uh, I don't blame you. It makes me want to play it now, and uh, it makes me excited for Ven. Right? I keep seeing. Um, I actually saw gameplay of like level one, and it dawned on me that we're really close, probably, to this thing releasing. And uh, yeah. I want, a, I want a good platformer like this on PC VR, and it doesn't really exist, Wes. They've got Lucky's Tale, and that's okay, uh, but nothing on this level. And I'm not saying Ven will be on this level. Uh, maybe it will be, um, but I just want something cool to tide me over till I can get back into PlayStation VR. Which will probably be a yeah, while. Uh, I fully expect Vin uh, VR Adventure to announce its release date next week. Oh, nice. Uh, they, they promised on their Discord a couple of days ago that there's a big announcement coming next week. So I got to imagine that's probably what it's going to be. Uh, hey, I can't wait, man. I'm excited. Uh, now, what do you think about Drillo saying he saw six PlayStation uh, 5s at Walmart or Target on the, the shelf? um they're probably for uh they're probably earmarked for black friday if i had uh, to guess yeah that's crazy i just i mean i it kind of made me wish i had 500 bucks to just drop because i guarantee there's probably one floating around the springs right now i just don't have the money for it um so it's just not it's just not gonna happen Wes. not not right now yeah i i don't i haven't been watching the chat so i don't know the context of the conversation uh, but I see Jarillo giving the CV1 res versus the PSVR res. Uh, you can do that all day, bro. The PSVR res in the right <laughs> game. Uh, it looks better than the CV1. And and you know, as well as anybody, uh, what, you know, upsampling can do to the... Uh, it can make a, a device outperform uh, what the, uh, the the spec sheet says. So I get it. I get it. You're, you're PC biased. But uh, PSVR games, in large, uh, the PSVR headset is a better visual headset than the CV1. That's what I was just going to say. The uh, the PSVR headset is is better visually than the CV1. It was just held back by the hardware. Um, but we're going to find out, I guess. You, got, you did get to try a couple games that were updated to the PlayStation 5 hardware. Let's hear about those. Yeah, so that that's that's at this point I'm uh we're we're coming up on showtime now. I have to stop playing. Uh I have to go make, you know, make the show page up. I have to tell Roots so, you know, talk to Roots about what we're going to do. Uh, I'm getting to the point where I can't play anymore and I'm completely bummed out, man, because uh I I really wanted to come on here and tell everyone that uh that obviously the PS5 makes a big difference or at least there's the potential for it to. Uh, but in half the games I played, I saw no difference. The other half that I played, I thought maybe there was one, but you know, it's debatable. I'm going to have to do head to head to really find out. But, and again, if I have to go head to head, how much of a difference is there really? You know what I mean? Um, so I'm pretty bummed out. So that's when I went into firewall, uh, of all of my, my library, uh, firewall is the one game that actually transferred over and installed itself. And I didn't have to go in and re-download it. So uh, I was very thankful for that. But um, but uh, this is where I started to see the potential roots. Uh, I went into Firewall. There's a whole new season, which means there's a whole new backdrop and scenery. And uh, when, I, when I'm in there and I'm waiting on, on the match to start, I start to look at the, uh, 
I just happened to glance over at the character models and uh, they look way more detailed than I remember them looking. They look, in fact, really, really good. And now I'm like, hey, I think that we might have some improvement here. And then we launch into the game and sure enough, it's not a big giant night and day improvement. But again, this is another one of those games that gives a lot of aliasing and shimmer. And uh, it was significantly reduced. And the character models and gun models, uh, everything that I looked at up close uh, had more detail to it. Uh, or at least I thought so. Did you look at the important stuff, Wes? Did you stop and check out the um, carpet in the hallways of the hotel? Uh, you remember Anthony was always <laughs> raving about how those carpets, how that he really liked the way those carpets look. Um, I, I got yeah, that drummed had, in my head. Um, I never went into the hotel. I played on the docks. I will tell you this. Uh, I went into a match complete with complete randoms and was, was killing people, which was a, uh, which is a new thing. I'm normally not the best player on the team, but I was this time. Well, I bet you there, you probably ran smoother you might not have noticed, but I mean, you know, because of the better hardware, everything just ran that much better. And it is a, um, a game where something like that would make a difference, uh, frame weight wise or so whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, so I didn't spend a, a ton of time in Firewall, but I spent long enough to know that there were noticeable improvements. Was it night and day? No, it's still largely the same game as it was on PS4 Pro, but uh, there are noticeable improvements with Firewall. So uh, it was some consolation anyway when I got into uh, Firewall that to know that uh, there's at least the potential now for developers, if they want, to go into the games and uh, and make a, a noticeable difference with them. You know what's funny, Wes, is like, where did the, I mean, aside from the upload article, where did the thought ever originate that it wouldn't be updated? I just don't get it, man. Like, why would devs not upgrade their game? Why would, you know, like you have a more powerful system, patches, pro patches, all that shit existed, exists in other consoles, other um, headsets, but the PlayStation 5, was going to be different than everything else it was just going to be the same 100 percent across the board the reason why i didn't believe that rumor or fake news as you called it last week is because it doesn't logically make fucking sense like when i stop and i look at it i think whoa that doesn't even logically make sense and i feel like that's where the world is i feel like very emotionally driven i'm not even going to look at what you're saying i'm just going to say whoa fuck that man that's bullshit um, and not stop and look at what you're saying and say, well, wait a minute, how does that make sense? It's just, I feel like we're in a weird time. Um, people just need to stop and think about things before they get all wound up. Well, what, what caused a lot of it is there was a certain amount of misinterpretation by certain media sources that when Sony uh, came out and said, listen, all PSVR games are going to run through backwards compatibility mode, they're all going to run on uh, the PS5, and the PS5 is going to think it's a PSVR Pro, or PS4 Pro, rather. Uh, people took that as meaning that that uh, the best the Pro has is the best that the PS5 will be able to do. They, they, they took that to mean that the um, just because it's running on the PS4 Pro engine, th that that meant that that engine couldn't be supercharged. And that's not the case. But that's what a lot of people believed when that statement came out. Well, they were wrong. They should have listened to Wes. Wes knew right off the bat. He called it fake news, and and we found out it is. So I guess and there was what uh, one more you one more game you tried, right? 
Yeah, so I, I wanted to go into Blood and Truth because Blood and Truth was the one first-party game that got updated. It was the one game who specifically said that not only will we see the game running at max resolution, but there were going to be improved textures as well. So th this game was supposed to get uh, a meaningful update. So I had a few minutes left before I had to uh, stop and do short show prep. It took forever for this thing to download roots. It was something like 40 or 50 gigabytes. I mean, this is a gigantic game uh, as it stands today. Uh, but it finally finished right it, just in time. And uh, I got to go into Blood and Truth. And uh, Roots, I can honestly say, I mean, obviously this was a beautiful game before. But uh, this game drop, dropped my jaw when I played it today. I could not believe just how beautiful it was. Roots, everything that was close up, like like within, say, five feet of me, I couldn't see a pixel, dude. I looked for them. And I couldn't see it. And that's saying something because just scroll up in the chat and Gorilla will tell you what the resolution of this headset is. It's not a very resolute headset, but uh, but there, there was pretty much no screen door effect except for things off in the distance. And even that, that it was minimal. Uh, I could tell immediately that the textures were improved. As soon as I looked at my hands, uh, I could tell that the, that the textures and resolution had been improved. And, um, dude, I had a blast, uh, the, you know, I only got to play through one level, but, uh, it was on par with today's VR. This was the one game I played today on PlayStation VR that was on par with today's VR PC quest, what have you. It was that kind of clarity. And, uh, it was very, very impressive. Uh, it's the one thing that gives me hope roots, uh, because if they can make a game, that looks like that in that headset, then that means Hitman might look phenomenal. That means Resident Evil 8 might look phenomenal. Uh, my hope was restored uh, when I played Blood and Truth. So uh, will PSVR, you know, be this next next level thing on PS5? I don't know. But coming out of Blood and Truth, I do know that it can be. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's good. I'm glad you got did get a chance to. Can you imagine if you hadn't got a chance to get into this before the show? When you come in here saying everything's the same, you haven't experienced that that difference, so you can't definitively say, okay, yes, everything is so much better. Um, this is what a pro patch or a, a patch for the game would be for a PlayStation Five. And um, you know, Scion says uh, PSVR is such a small slice of the pie of all um, compared to flat sales. It's hard to predict how many. PSVR games will get a PS5 patch, um, especially older games, and that's true. Just but you got to think about it. For, it's gonna, it's more gonna be the developers, you know. If you, if I don't know, it, for me, I would. If my game was on PlayStation VR, it'd be a no-brainer. I don't know how hard it is to patch it to make it look better, but you're gonna want to be on that list, just like the the cross-buy list. There's there's certain lists you want to be on when it comes to people looking up your game. And right now, Blood and Truth is the only one that says, hey, this is a ready for PlayStation 5. Like Wes just said, this is the one game that's on PlayStation VR that you can go into and will compare or be comparable to play PC VR graphically, right? So um, I just... I, I, would, I would say I, I would say that, uh, that, that Astrobot, Firewall, and Blood and Truth are all kind of on that level. 
uh, I would say that Blood and Truth is the one that I, I really felt like there was improvement. Yeah. And uh, Jarillo says in the chat that Sony added some super sampling and Wes lost his shit. Well, here's the thing, Jarillo. Uh, I've been waiting for Sony to add super sampling for years. We haven't been able to do that. So imagine on your PC that you haven't been able to ever super sample and you've had one headset the whole time. And now all of a sudden, not only do you have this way more powerful PC, but you, for the first time you get super sampling. That's what this is like. This game was already beautiful. It was already one of the best looking games on PlayStation VR. And uh, now it's just next level as compared to anything else I've tried on uh, PlayStation VR. Yeah, that's a good point too. And that's something I never even really thought about. Like there, it's very conceivable that, that Sony adds a, um, a super sampling option where you just, just a slider, you know, you're able to slide it yourself. There's enough power there, right? Where you could super sample. I don't know if they'll put it in the hands of people like PC does, but, um, you know, I mean, the option is there. And, and for people that have never super sampled, remember when Anthony had never super sampled and we were like blown away because it, it's just like, it, it just makes everything sharp and clear and crisp. And why would that not be the same for PlayStation VR? Uh, than any other headset, right? So, so, I mean, that that largely is what happened here. I, I know you remember just how good Blood and Truth looked before on the Pro. Uh, this was Blood and, Su Blood and Truth super sampled. I mean, the Drilla pretty much put it the way that it is, uh, but it was already amazing. So, I mean, now it's even more so. And uh, I can see why the, the game was so big now. Uh, the, the file that is, is, is because, I mean, these... Uh, assets are actually very detailed now and really it's it's not the capability of the machine that's blowing me away it's it's the fact that something can look like that in that old headset right. because trust me roots i've been underwhelmed all day long and uh, now finally something looks like okay now this looks like a headset that i can deal with for another year right yeah. whereas before i was like man psvr it's in trouble if they don't bring out a new headset soon. Now I could I can see it, you know, being okay for another year. Yeah. Well, hopefully they still bring out a new one soon. That's my hope. Yeah, of course. And, and I think that it's going to come a lot sooner than people, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people think that it will. But uh, again, as long as the the games that come out for it from this point forward are optimized for PlayStation 5, uh, I think that we're going to have a lot of happy PSVR gamers. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, that was the extent of my PlayStation VR uh, experience on PlayStation 5 so far. I am going to do a little head-to-head -head just out of curiosity at some point. Uh, I am going to check out Dreams. I didn't go into Dreams uh, in spite of PSVR without Pearl saying that it's much better on PS5. Uh, I didn't go into dreams because I haven't been in dreams enough really to, to really have a good idea of what it should look versus should look like versus what it does look like. Uh, so I really just stayed away from that one. But, um, according to them, uh, dreams and star Wars squadrons, those are the ones that really got the, uh, the, the big improvement. They really didn't see a whole lot of improvement on firewall. Uh, I don't remember if they tested Blood and Truth or not. I'm sure they did. Obviously, they're not as impressed as I am with it. I was absolutely, uh, you know, blown away with the uh, experience in Blood and Truth. Here's another one, too. Another one, too, by the way, 
uh, where the audio was just uh, phenomenal. Well, here's a good one to try, um, and I, I'm assuming you own it on PlayStation, but No Man's Sky, just because it was mm -hmm. it's such a um, a beast to run. I guarantee it's it has to run and, and look better on the PlayStation VR because it just ran and looked like shit. You know, well, I, I've, I've uh, the things I've been hearing about No Man's Sky is not not promising. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's been optimized mm. for PSVR on PS5 yet. Okay. Now the, it has been updated, like the flat version has been updated for PS5, mm. but I don't think the VR version has got the patch yet. But you know, you know, Hello Games, they might not get it on day one, but they're going to get there, right? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. All right, Roots, I've been talking for a while now, man. My my conclusion, uh, should you buy PS5 for PlayStation VR? Not really. I mean, if you're going to spend 300 to $400 on a Pro, then yeah, you should get a, a, a PS5. It's only a little bit more money. Uh, if you can get a Pro for like $150, $200, then, uh, and all you're going to be doing on it is playing psvr games old psvr games then uh you're probably better off going that route i personally would still go the playstation 5 route not only because of the promise of what the new games are going to be like on ps5 i do expect that they're going to be a lot more like blood and truth than here they lie but um i would have went with the ps5 uh not only for the promise of those better games the the hitmans the re8s the gt7s uh but also the promise of the new vr hardware to come the upcoming vr platform that's going to be coming from sony uh we know it's it's going to happen we don't know when but we do know that it's going to run on ps5 so i i would imagine if if uh if anybody's going to be buying into to playstation for vr really the best thing to do would to be be to get a playstation 5 uh, although you might not be blown away by it uh, on day one. Well, and like you said, I mean, they're getting to play VR um, with the PlayStation 5, like Wes's Pro, on a good day, every day, um, which is good. You don't want to, because there are, you know, like you said, even just playing the Pro for long enough, it starts to not run as good because it gets warmed up. Um, same game that you played before, maybe not played as well, or whatever is fluctuating with it. I definitely think for that reason alone, that's why I would lean towards the five. And then obviously um, the, the next level stuff, Drillo made a good point in the, uh, in the uh, uh, chat. He said, uh, PSVR is also 120 Hertz HMD. Uh, perhaps they can take advantage of that as well. And there's games already that you could probably take advantage of right now, crank up the gra graphics and get it to 120. Um, so I'd be interested to hear on what your thoughts on those are as well when you have more time with it. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting six months, Roots, just to see what the support's going to be like. Because I I think that, you know, I can comfortably say now that there's some headroom here. There's some room for improvement for PlayStation VR. It's all going to depend on the developers and how much they support their titles. Uh, I, I'm very optimistic about the new titles that are coming. Uh, Hitman being the only one confirmed, but I'm I'm very confident that Resident Evil 8 is going to be a VR game as well. Um and what you know the unannounced games that we don't know about yet uh i'm very confident that those are going to show some improvement uh time's going to tell on the uh on the existing library cool i'm excited 
Anyway, uh, I've, I've been talking for a good minute here, Roots. Why don't you uh, give me some relief and uh, tell these people about your experience with uh, Oculus Link 90 Hertz. It's not just Link either, is it? It's it's also standalone, right? Now, we can start to see some uh, standalone games support 90 Hertz as well, right? Right. They've got to, I believe they have to have it supported. So far, I, at least as when I tried it, I didn't find any standalone games that were, were going at 90 Hertz. Um, but I believe there's been, even just in the last day, the first game I'm going to talk about, which is obviously my baby, Otica. Um, I, uh, the first one that I guess they've already got a patch for it for graphics and, um, it's supposed to be really sharp. I haven't had a chance to go into it. I believe it's 90 Hertz as well. Um, but this is one of those games that you don't notice makes a big difference, um, at 72 until you get into 90 Hertz and then you realize, oh, fuck man, there was a difference. And I, somebody was saying this about Beat Saber as well. And they were saying it didn't feel the same. I think it might've been Jim Hall or somebody. Um, in standalone and I would submit that you know even though you can play a lot of these games at 72 hertz um, it just doesn't feel like it should until you get to 90 and maybe it's just me because I've played it for, at 90 for so long um, that I'm having like the radio runt syndrome where he believes his controllers are too heavy I just need to get used to it um, but uh, I, I felt like it played a lot better and not only that Wes but you know part of what I want to talk about as well is that little slider that is at the bottom as well because i took that slider and i cranked it all the fucking way to 1.5 bro because it's autica man and i it's my jaw dropped i forgot how two things happen Wes, and at the same time i forgot how good autica looks when it's completely sharpened and crisp and i realized how naive roots eyes were when it comes to um to seeing those artifacts because I, I didn't believe I was seeing any until I had it super sampled out of the picture. And then I was like, oh, fuck, man, I, there was artifacts. Um, so it's, it's, very, it's very telling that, um, I mean, it just, it, although it is a lot more uh, intensive on the, the CPU and the graphics card than, say, the, the Rift S was or other, other games, it definitely was, um, it's so clear and crisp. And looks so good that uh, I don't know that I would want to go back. Yeah, uh, I would point out that uh, in the Discord shortly before uh, we went on air, Radio actually did say that uh, he tried Autica in uh, 90 hertz mode. And uh, he, he thinks it's very much improved. And he thinks that even his issue with the controllers might be over with. Uh, but he wants more time to uh, oh. test before he commits to that. I didn't get, I didn't ca catch that. No, that's kind of cool because I, I don't know, man. I'm not as good as he is, so I don't like. You know, it's hard. It's like Scion saying, you know, I could go into Echo VR and I could say the tra tracking's perfect for playing that game, but being that I don't play it and I'm not as good as as him, I would have no idea what would need to be required to to be good tracking. Same thing with with the weight of the controllers. I just assumed that uh, he's just that much better than me. Um, almost a god, I would say. I, I think he's um, Coach Tony uh, in hiding. So uh, I will say this, that I did uh, spend five minutes uh, in my Oculus Link as well uh, to go adjust some settings in Boneworks, and uh, I, I cranked it up to 90 hertz. I didn't go quite to 1.5. I went to 1.3 or 1.4, and uh, I remember thinking to myself when I was in the, uh, the menu room there, that, hey, this is, you know, native PCVR quality. Like, this doesn't look like 
game streaming. Like when I first started streaming to the Oculus Quest, you could tell a visual difference. Uh, everything had this, it just kind of looked a little softer. Uh, I wouldn't say that there was artifacts, but um, it looked good, but you could tell. You could tell this one's streaming, this one's native. Uh, my experience with Oculus Quest 2 at 90 hertz and uh, 1.3 super sampling uh, through the Oculus Home, mind you, not through Traytool, uh, I felt like this is, uh, this is native quality. And this is after, by the way, after I've already been using G2 coming back in the link. Oh, wow. uh, I, I was like, yeah, this looks like a native PC uh, VR headset to me. Yeah, well, it blew my mind, uh, opened my, my my eyes big time. Uh, so what else? What else did you check out? All right, second one, I kind of alluded to it a little bit, um, and that was uh, uh, Beat Saber. And um, again, this is everybody's favorite game, right? Especially the 360. I'm blown away by how much I enjoy the 360 mode of this game. And it's one of the things I bought this game uh, for the standalone mode, and I'm kind of psyched when they're going to, I don't know, I think it's at 90 hertz now, but... Um, when I initially got into it, I, I can only play it at 72 and, um, and that's not, again, it, it needs to be 90. I feel like it, you can play it at 72. It just feels weird. But once I crank it up to 90, um, it felt butter smooth. Like it always does. Now, this is one of the things that I wanted to get into. And I, and I kind of feel like, um, a little weird about this West, cause I've been raving and ranting and raving and I still feel the same way about the wireless streaming virtual desktop. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I went to 90 hertz. Um, once I got everything set up, I started trying some games on virtual desktop, and this was one of them. And it still ran good at 90 megabytes per second, but it was, there was, it was starting to hitch a little bit. Um, and it made me think, you know, and of course, I'm always looking for nefarious things. But, uh, you know, like we, we had a good month, six weeks, or whatever it's been since this came out, where we weren't able to go into 90 hertz mode. And so everybody was able, only the way we were able to do virtual desktop is through 72 hertz. And you could crank it up to 90 and it looked phenomenal and everything ran great. Um, but trying to get it to 90 is a different story. And I feel like if they had came out with it at 90 hertz day one, it wouldn't be so universally raved about. And don't get me wrong, I'm still saying the virtual desktop wireless is amazing. And maybe that's one of the things I want to know from you when you are able to put it through its paces if there's a difference with the, um, the video card. Um, if maybe you don't have those same little bit of hitches, maybe it's just, maybe I gotta dial it back. I haven't had too much of a time to, to mess around with it enough, but I feel like enough of me feels like partially I might've been um, partially duped a little bit um, into thinking that it's, you know, and it, it's my only, my own, um, conceptions or understandings of it really it's not anything that they would have done but it's just how i perceived it and maybe i'll see it differently i don't know i, I it's opened a whole bunch of questions for me for, for virtual desktop as far as 90 hertz so yeah I, I haven't done a whole lot of 90 hertz on virtual desktop i've done it a little bit uh but uh, I, i've kind of stuck with 80 at the uh at the advisement of shiny robot shiny shared his uh his settings with me and one of them that he likes to run in 80 Hertz. Uh, so that's what I've been doing and I haven't experienced any hitching since I moved uh, to a dedicated uh, access point just for, for uh, virtual desktop. I haven't had any hitching at all. Well, see, that's what I do too. I might try 80 as well. Cause my thing is, is I just, uh, you know, 
in 90 hertz um it, there's a difference man like i and i i didn't even know like i'd never really done 72 hertz i was at 80 for over a year with the rift s and then going back to the 90 for a lot of these games i can feel a difference um and it's not necessarily what the way things look it's just the way certain things feel and um a, a perfect example is in this next game um which is a game that i just i played a shitload of and i don't understand why this is off to the side there let me uh fix this but anyway so i um been going into this game a lot and so i noticed right off the bat as i'm running around and i'm picking up my uh my ammo my weapons whatever it is there was a brief hesitation at 72 hertz that like you would grab it and it would be just like maybe half a second or i don't even know what the time frame is that it, before it would grab it you could i didn't notice it until i went to 90 hertz and now as i'm grabbing stuff i'm instantly grabbing it and I can tell the difference. And I was talking to somebody else in a game last night, and they were confirming to me the same things. Uh, so that at least that's my experience. Um, so I kind of feel like I've got an advantage over the, the 72 people. And um, at the same point, uh, Jim Hall and other people on the index at 120 have that much more of an advantage on me, I'm assuming. So. Yeah, I, I haven't really noticed a, a big difference bouncing between the different refresh rates. I know I'll kind of joke about it sometimes when uh, I'm getting owned in these shooter games. Like, hey, guys, if I was at 90 hertz, you, you all would be in trouble. But uh, I haven't really given it much thought. I'm not saying that I wouldn't notice a difference if I tried to. Uh, but for the most part, as I said at the top of the show, I don't go in to things uh, looking for one thing to be one way or the other. I just go into games and play them and not report my experience. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I could tell a difference if I looked for it. But uh, for the most part, my experience thus far has been, uh, you know, fairly similar between the three settings. Yeah, see, that's just the, that's the thing. Is that's the only thing that I could definitively say I noticed a difference for as far as the hertz goes. Now, obviously, the graphics being sharper um, and better, and people can say the... Uh, the standalone is the exact same, but it's a little bit more shimmery. And of course, the draw distance is is different. You know, I mean, if I've got my 2080 cranked up, my my draw distance is going to be way more than a standalone. Uh, but other than that, um, I'd say that's about the only difference. But I definitely, for me, I notice a difference just in that brief hesitation. Because when you're running and you're grabbing stuff, if you're not grabbing it instantly, you have to stop and wait a second to grab it. And that's where I notice a difference. I'm grabbing stuff and I'm continually moving and I'm not having to, to hesitate for that split second. Um, so uh, I'd be interested to uh, hear from people in the, the, the comments or the chat if they're experiencing the same thing or maybe I'm just crazy. Roots are crazy. You don't know what the hell you're talking about, bro. Well, uh, maybe some more study is in order here for this one. I've certainly enjoyed my time in it, no matter which platform that I've played on, continually blown away at just how uh, uh, good the, the standalone experience is in this game. I mean, it's very similar yeah. to the PC experience. Oh, it is, absolutely. Uh, so I guess my, uh, my next one um, was something that I was, I, I was really, really curious, and it was more, it wasn't even the Hertz that made me want to see this, but it was the clarity in the, the um, graphics, but um, Tetris Effect. Uh, I I just had to see what Tetris Effect would look like, super sampled to high hell, 
um, and then also uh, at 90 hertz because I've been trying to play it at 72. I didn't really notice a difference as far as the, the, the hertz, but I'll tell you what, the graphics, man, like having everything completely cranked up, having all the, the particles there and sharpened, um, it, it, it blew me away again. I couldn't believe how good it looked, and uh, uh, it's just an amazing game. So was uh, was this uh, Epic Game Store Tetris Effect or standalone Quest Tetris Effect? This was um, Epic Game Store that I played with the um, the the Link. Now I did get the uh, Tetris Effect version um, for the uh, for the standalone. I have not had a chance to check and see that at ninety hertz, or uh, um, I don't know if they've got a super sampling patch yet or not. Um, last I looked, it I don't think it did, but uh, I'll have to see. But I mean, it was amazing standalone as well. It's one of those games that uh, um, I'm just surprised that people don't. Uh, I guess if you hate Tetris, I can see it. It's just Tetris. But uh, if you even remotely like Tetris at all, it's just amazing. Yeah, man. Uh, this is like Tetris Plus to me. And uh, we, we've already spent many, many episodes uh, talking about how great Tetris Effect is. And uh, really, like many things in VR, uh, if you don't try it, you don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, man, I got to imagine that was, that was something else on, on your, you know, re still relatively new, uh, Oculus Quest panels. Uh, I mean, I, I know from experience that the Epic Games Store version of this game is incredible. You can turn the particles up so high and, you know, the, and dial in that super sampling so much that it's just breathtaking uh on pc i haven't checked it out yet in the new headsets though Ooh. i probably should yeah for sure dude all right so uh at the end of the day thumbs up or thumbs down are you sticking to uh link or are you going to go back to virtual desktop uh i'm gonna i mean for the most part i um i mean it depends on the game like population one i i mean i gotta get it to i would have to get the hertz up you know if i can get it to 90 hertz and have it run the, um, spine, and that's the thing, Wes. I don't know that virtual desktop, you know, and I guess Guy would know better. Um, I'm not in the Discord, his Discord, but um, I don't think it's optimized yet uh, for what's going on because every single game I tried, the like I put the link in and it fucking shot right to 90 and it stayed there like it's supposed to. When I tried to do it through virtual desktop, it would go to 90 and then it would go 92 and then 85 and then I mean it was constantly fluctuating right not like it should um and so i i feel like it's there's there's got to be something he's working on or has to work on uh that's my assumption anyway at least from my experience uh so far so if i want to do 90 hertz i feel like i'm gonna have to do it on link at this point um but uh and if i can't get population one to run properly i mean most of the time i'm streaming it anyway so it's probably going to be through link i just I can't see myself wanting to play it at 72 uh, versus 90 just because I want to play it competitively. And in just that split second, now that I've, I'm aware of it, is going to irritate the fuck out of me. Every time I try to grab stuff, if I'm having to stop and wait a split second, um, even if it's imperceivable to almost everybody else, um, it isn't to me. So, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, pretty nice to, uh, to have a once again have a, a, a full-fledged uh, Oculus native headset to, to go in to the Oculus store wired at full 90 hertz with super sampling and check out those Oculus 
exclusive titles and other titles that they have on their store. Uh, you know, whether I decide to keep my G2 or not, I'm always going to be glad that I have that Quest 2 to fall back on as a Oculus, uh, you know, an Oculus native headset. Yeah, well, I'm kind of, it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm, I didn't realize it less until recently. Like, I was missing a lot of things, man. Like, I feel like um, I jumped, well, I don't, I didn't jump the gun prematurely with the Rift S because I couldn't deal with the screen anymore. Like, I just wasn't as sharp. Um, but I didn't, it wasn't optimized, you know what I mean? On day one, I wasn't able to do 90 Hertz. I wasn't able to really super sample things. So I was kind of, in a way, slumming it a little bit. But now that Oculus, as they always do, tweaked things right after, shortly after. Um, and now it's it's really good. And I, I think it's cool. I, I think the super sampling through the Oculus uh, app actually looks, it's I think it's a little bit better than through the, the trade tool. And um, it seems like it's, um, I don't know, it just seems better. So. Well, that's awesome. I, I you know, I, I have yet to put it through its paces, but the little bit I did use it, I was impressed as well. Cool. All right. Uh, so let's move on to the, uh, the the item of the hour, the the thing everybody's wondering about. What was my experience like with the HP Reverb G2? Uh, and I got to say, in a word, it was very different. It was very different than anything I've heard any other people. Uh, having with it. So I'm basically just going to give you my start to finish uh, report of my two days uh, that I used it. Um, you know, I, as I mentioned before, I didn't, I didn't try it on that Thursday because uh, I wanted to get my 3080 in before I fired it up, despite the fact that it's uh, minimum spec to run at full resolution is a GTX 1080, which I, I have in the closet over there. So I could have pulled it out and did that and, and ran it at full resolution. But I, I wanted to have that extra leeway. I wanted my first experience to really blow me away. So I waited the extra day. Um, and as as was uh, anticipated, my 3080 got here the next day. Uh, it, it's a nice, you know, EVGA factory overclock deal. Went right into the machine, updated my graphics uh, drivers, and all of a sudden we're ready to go. Um, when I pop into the headset for the first time, like a couple of things really stand out to me. One, uh, this is a comfortable headset. Uh, is it as comfortable as like a Rift S or a PlayStation VR? That's debatable. Uh, I'll just say that it's very comfortable. The uh, build quality feels very, very premium. So I was impressed with the comfort. I was equally impressed with the audio, the audio solution with the, uh, the, the big speakers that hang over your ears, uh, it sounds incredible. I mean, the, the bass is extremely deep. The highs are high, the lows are low. And here's the thing that really surprised me, Roots. Uh, it was so loud that I was sure that I was filling my room with sound when I had it on. But when I let my wife sample it, uh, and she had it cranked up just as loud as I did, uh, I didn't hardly hear it. Like, all of that sound that's blasting out of it it's all self-contained, and that and that was really surprising to me. Oh wow! So yeah, that's kind of cool. You got to experience the index audio without having to shell out the thousand dollars. What's yep. the What's the quality? They somebody I guess I was reading up on it, and they said that the the quality, the build of the um the earphones aren't as good as the index, but they're still really good. But I guess they 
like the material they used wasn't as the same. I don't know. That's the only thing I know. Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard that. Uh, I heard that they're exactly the same. Everything I've seen has said that they're exactly the hmm. same. Um, and uh, I don't know. They're the best integrated headphones that I've ever tried by far. Okay, so do you think your ears are going to be that good? Or not, huh? <laughs> my ears, I don't know. I don't know how my ears are as good as they are after seeing Pantera five times. So. Oh, I was thinking <laughs> about VR ears. <laughs> The VR ears. Oh, for VR the ears. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I think we're the, we're going to be having the audio beam directly into our brain by the time I get my VR ears. Yeah. Well, that's true. Who knows what the hell will happen? Hopefully, it comes soon, right? We'll probably be in lockdown three by then. Yeah. Anyway, I put the thing on, and immediately I load into the Windows Mixed Reality Home, and initially, uh, visually, I'm not that impressed uh the 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 lighting in the wmr uh, initial tutorial part is kind of dull and i was expecting more high contrast uh but after i got out of the tutorial and got into the wmr home proper uh it, it started to look a little bit better there are some floating icons in there uh for like halo recruit for a super hot demo uh, these are all have like phenomenal looking lighting and, uh, and I started to feel better as I roam these hallways in the WMR, uh, the WMR home area. Um, with that said, there was a, a learning curve here. Um, operating WMR was something different to anything else that I've done in uh, VR before. So it, it took me a little while to get used to the controls get used to how the UI works. Uh, I, and they really don't teach you this stuff in the tutorial at all. They just basically teach you how to move around. Um, so uh, it took me a little while. And, uh, you know, it, that was some, that was, the, that was the beginning of my friction that I've had with this headset. And if I had to have one thing that's really stuck out to me about the headset over the course of the two days, it's just that there's been a lot more friction than uh, I was hoping for. Uh, that's a bummer. Well, you everybody knows friction sucks, right? So how about when I guess you got all that straightened out, and then the friction kind of um, kind of stabilized. I guess you didn't have as much friction. Uh, well, not as much, but uh, when you have a shit ton, and then you have a little less than a shit ton, <laughs> it's still a lot of friction. Still a shit so, ton. Uh, so in order to use WMR uh, on Steam, you, you, it doesn't just automatically detect it as a Steam VR headset like it would a Rift. Uh, you have to install a special WMR for Steam thing in Steam, and then you can boot into Steam VR. Every time I booted into Steam VR, uh, I was um, I was oriented to the side of the Steam VR home. So the the screen, the Steam Steam VR game selection screen was always 90 degrees off to my right. So I would have to recalibrate every time that I went in there. Mm. Um, but after I got that, uh, I got the, finally, when I got to the point when I got in to Steam VR, I could start to see the benefits of this headset. Uh, Roots, let me tell you, oh my God, this is next level visually. This is by far the most beautiful uh, 
headset, the you know beautiful picture I've ever seen in a headset. There are no pixels. I mean, I mean, there's no pixels, dude. And the the color and contrast are all just so perfectly balanced. Uh, it adds a level of immersion that I haven't experienced before. It actually, uh, I felt like the 3D was better in the games, just based on the the clarity. Everything just seems so real. Even stuff that's cartoony seem more real in this headset. Wow, you make me want to go out and buy one. Uh, so that's cool. So, um, how did uh, how did uh, Half Life Alex look in it? Because this is well, like well, that was the thing that that was the of course the very first game I went to right after I got out of the Steam VR home and I was done messing around, being blown away by, by just how beautiful everything looked i decided it's time to start playing games right uh so obviously we're going for the big enchilada right off the bat we're going in the half-life alex so uh i have half-life alex already set up uh with mods right i've been playing the lost case which is a fairly intensive mod for the thing and uh as soon as i get into the uh the the the, the title crawl i mean it is just breathtaking how real and clear everything looks and then the menu the ui pops up and i see a message that i've never seen before in this thing and it says uh your video memory is low uh, you might experience difficulty uh playing this game or something to that effect and i thought to myself oh god my 3080 has 10 gigabytes instead of 11 like my 1080 ti had Maybe that was a mistake, but then it dawned on me that I've watched people play this game live in this headset. Those people were playing on like 2070s and stuff, you know, even lesser than that. No problem. Uh, so I thought th there must be some kind of mistake here, and I rebooted my system. Uh, upon rebooting and getting back into Half-Life Alex, um, I, I played the game, uh, and it's... Uh, it seemed like when I first started into a, a heavy action sequence, I had a couple of stutters. Uh, but beyond that, uh, after that, everything ran uh, pretty well. And it was the next-gen experience uh, that I was hoping for. Half-Life Alex in this headset is absolutely breathtaking. Well, I have a 2080, Wes, and I have also gotten that error. And it, or not error, message um, in the past. And I wondered i never knew what it was i thought because i it said that and then i went in and it played fine so i'm like i don't know why it's fucking lying to me wes um i think there's something weird in it something weird going on there because like i said i've had that um message for a while and i've never had issues with playing it so i don't know what what's going on there uh, well, i have i have a theory about it and, and we'll get to that um from from there i went into another game uh, that I cannot disclose at this time because I'm under NDA. You guys will know soon enough. Uh, it was a bit of a cartoony game, and uh, it looked great, dude. It looked absolutely great. The, the 3D was really popping in it in this headset. And uh, How about the colors? The, oh, dude, the colors were, were great. I mean, it, it really is, from a comfort uh, audio-visual perspective, it's next level on all of that. Uh, I would say comfort, maybe not so much. It's it's quite comfortable, but uh, audio visually, it, it's on its own. It's on its own level versus anything else that I've tried. 
Now, after I got out of this game, uh, this is where I started to have problems because as I left this game and, and tried to go back into the Steam VR home, uh, everything started to get wonky. Like uh, my field of view narrowed down to a square and everything got choppy. Like when I would turn my head, the, the, it was like a, a steel picture was turning with me. Only that wasn't even smooth. It was choppy. Mm. And uh, within 30 seconds, I saw a blue screen in the headset and SteamVR crashed. Oh, wow. And uh, Roots, over the course of my first night playing uh, with this headset, uh, I'd say probably seven or eight times uh, my headset crashed in that fashion. Mm. And uh, it was very upsetting to me. Uh, I spent literally on the first night I spent literally as much time troubleshooting and trying to get this thing to run as I did playing games. Wow, what a nightmare. We know it's not the hardware. <laughs> you got one of the best computers out there. Um, should be able to run it great, right? Every every game. So I wonder well, what I would, I would think so. I would think so. And uh, hard to get to asking, did you reduce the Steam super sampling? Uh, it says apparently Steam 100% renders too many pixels. Uh, I did not. I, I, I reduced it to 100%, but at that point, I said I refuse. I'm not taking it to 80. I've never done that before, and I'm not doing it now. So yeah. maybe I should have done that. Maybe I should have take undersampled it a little bit. Um, when it played, it was next level. But on, on day one, it was literally 50% troubleshooting and 50% playtime. Oh, wow. Well, that's definitely... Tell you what, that's, friction is real. And uh, um, that's why I don't know if I'll ever have a B haptic suit because I don't, it's just one extra step. Just throw that under the bus one more time. Um, <laughs> but well, I uh, think they look amazing, but that's a different topic for a different yeah, day. Yeah, it's true. Actually, we need to talk on that because, uh, um, yeah, it'd be a good conversation. Yeah, well, I mean, accessories in general like that would be a good uh, Monday show topic for a future yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so um, I come back the next day, totally demoralized. Roots, I want to love this headset. I want it to just work. If it just works, uh, it's my daily driver. Easy. No question. Sorry, Quest. See you later. Um, so I come back into it the next day, and I, I notice some notifications in my Windows taskbar that I didn't notice before. And I, I thought it was weird because I normally keep those clear. Uh, but when I click on it, I notice a uh, a list of notifications from the day before that I didn't hadn't noticed at the time, and they all said the same thing. They said that um, that the uh, Windows operating system has been blocked from accessing your graphics hardware. Oh, over and over and over and over again, and uh, I begin to research this. And uh, I've come to find out that this is a common bug with uh, people running games in Windows, not just WMR games, but games in general through Windows. A lot of people, especially people on the new graphics cards, are having this. Hmm. Um, so uh, I read a, through a bunch of different uh, possible solutions to it, uh, none of which I wanted to do. So what I did was uh, I, I uninstalled my graphics driver, and for the first time ever, uh, I did a clean installation. I, I normally 
don't do a clean installation. I just update. But I did a clean installation of my graphics driver. And my day two experience, while not perfect, uh, was much better than my day one experience. And I didn't get that notification at all. Did you get any blue screen crashes? Twice. Twice. Okay, well, you just reduced it by a, uh, three quarters. That's not bad. Yeah, well, let, let me let me take a step back before we get into day two, because I didn't talk about how I ended my day one. Uh, obviously, I'm in this most immersive headset that I've ever worn. Uh, I want to go in and check out the most immersive game that I've ever played, and that is Boneworks. And uh, the last thing I tried to do on day one was load into Boneworks, and the thing wouldn't get past the title crawl. Like mm -hmm. when it tried to load me into the Boneworks menu room, just it would crash every time. Like it would get choppy, do the thing I, I described a moment ago, and then go to blue screen and crash. Uh, I tried it three times. It did the same thing every time. And it dawned on me overnight that the last time that I had gone into Boneworks was in my Quest 2, and I literally jacked everything all the way up because I had a 3080, right? I jacked everything in that all the way up, and I was thinking to myself, well, maybe that was the problem. Maybe it was trying to do so much because, you know, jacked all the way up on Quest 2 isn't quite as demanding as jacked all the way up on G2, so that's why I went back into the quest. I told you I went into the quest for five minutes in the Boneworks. That's why I went in. I went into Boneworks in my quest to dial back the graphics settings to see if I could get the uh, the G2 to boot Boneworks the next day. Did it work? I mean, it must have worked, right? I'm assuming. Uh, well, the, again, that was the last thing I did on my day two. Oh, okay. But uh, just to, uh, to, to cut to the end of that story... I was able to load into the menu. Uh, it was perfectly clear and everything looked good. My hands tracked perfectly. No stutter, nothing. Uh, here's the problem, Roots. Uh, nothing from the buttons. I can't turn with the sticks. I can't select menu items with the buttons. It tracks me perfectly. tracks my hands, mm. tracks my head through space. I can walk around. Everything's great. But if I try to walk with the sticks, nothing. If I try to move with the sticks, nothing. If I try to select things with the buttons, crouch, absolutely no interface from the new controllers. Uh, I just, I don't know if they're compatible or if I have uh, some kind of a bug. Well, that's kind of important. You kind of need to be able to push the buttons and turn uh, the, just a little bit. You know, it's one of the things that I kind of feel spoiled, Wes, with because I've all I've ever had was Oculus um, Rift, Rift S, Quest 2, and the the touch controllers are the base for everything, right? Like, it's very rare that a touch, a game doesn't come out and it's just ready to play. And that's one of the things that, um, you know, you see a lot with index controllers and uh, apparently mix, Windows Mixed Reality as well, where games just, for whatever reason, they have weirdness about the controllers. But you would think, this game's been out so long, um... I have a hard time believing that every Windows Mixed Reality player out there isn't able to use their controllers, right? So maybe it is a bug. I don't know. That's really bizarre. Yeah, uh, it actually, uh, I think it, I think Drillo nailed it here. He says, welcome to WMR, not native to Steam or Oculus, a nightmare. I think it's com compatibility. Even if Boneworks is compatible with WMR, 
this is a brand new controller. It's a brand new controller. Oh, that's true. So, uh, so it may just not support the controllers yet. It may be something that uh, I can correct through manual button mapping in Steam. But I don't want to do that, Roots. I've, I've, it's, it's taking everything that I can do just to get this thing not to crash. And literally, my experience has been, I'll go into Steam VR. The first thing that I run will be perfect. Then it crashes. Then I have to bring up Steam VR. I can play another game that'll run perfect. Then it crashes. And uh, it's just been a lot of friction. But when it's good, it's been so good. Let me tell you, Roots, Hellblade. Hellblade in this thing is just next level. All of the voices in your head, you know what we were saying with the, with the quest and the onboard uh, audio with that and how cool it is to play Hellblade in that? Dude, it is next level, not only with audio, but with the visuals as well. And uh, this was the one thing I had to actually put my wife in because I was so blown away by how immersive it was. Uh, I needed for someone else to experience it. This is a perfect game for this, right? Because everybody always focuses on uh, Sims and uh, racing games and all these things, right? But like how any game that's controller based, controller based, you know, you don't have to worry about the tracking. Um, and I'm not saying the tracking's bad because from what you're set, sounds like the tracking's pretty good. Um, but you know, this it's uh, just a non-issue, right? It's a non-issue. Again, uh, again, I I I didn't try to break the tracking. I just went in and played games. And I had no issues with tracking. Well, tracking was fine. That's, that's uh, that said. That that said, I I didn't play any competitive shooter games. Uh, I, I didn't try it in that arena. But the the games that I played, the tracking was not an issue. Well, that's my point. Is like this is this is a perfect example of a game that isn't competitive. That doesn't um, that isn't a sim that is amazing. And the tracking has no issues. And and the biggest thing with what you said is is very real. Um, when people are going in there trying to break the tracking and we say this about echo VR or whatever, like I'm not trying to put shit behind my back and hold it there. I'm not trying to put my hands right up against my chest and see if I can lose my hands. I'm playing the game. And if I can play the game and not have it be an issue, then it's probably not an issue. It's probably not as bad of an issue as people make it out. Now, people like Scion or even myself, like I like really good tracking or at least near perfect um so any amount of jank would probably bother me but outside of playing it maybe it wouldn't maybe every game i play it doesn't matter um so i don't know yeah uh lincoln clay 670 says maybe your quest 2 suspects that you're trying to cheat on her uh yeah that's probably <laughs> it man i probably yeah. put that headset on and then my quest 2 secretly connects just to see what's going on and then uh, takes up those system resources. And that's why I got that one uh, low VRAM message on day one. Maybe that's uh, that was just my Quest 2 peeking in on us. I just think it's Zuckerberg, dude. He's monitoring you, and he sees that you're trying to be pulled away by HP, and he's like, no, fuck that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin his experience and make him return it. We'll be good. Uh, I will say this. I haven't tried Revive yet, but uh, considering the jank that I've had just doing Steam VR, I got to imagine Revive is going to be a nightmare. So I'll definitely be most likely uh, sticking with Quest 2 Link for um, uh, for my Oculus Native uh, games. and Because, uh, again, uh, my five minutes in Boneworks with it yesterday, I, I did notice an improvement. It was very good looking. Uh, at 90 hertz, 1.3 super sampling. It looked very good. Yeah. Well, Blam Crotch 
says his uh, first three headsets, aside from PSVR, were mixed reality, Windows mixed reality, and he got tired of all the tracking jank. Um, his wife couldn't even play Sprint Vector because of her boobs were blocking the uh, controllers. Um, well, and you... I, would, I, I would say this, that uh, Blamcrotch, uh, all of his WMR headsets had two cameras as opposed to four. Well, that's true. That's true. And it may I'm sure it makes a difference um, because the old ones, I mean, two cameras are not enough. Uh, and we haven't really had a, a software um, tuning, right? Uh, everybody That's forgets Ocu Oculus Quest was not, even the Rift S was not uh, near as perfect tracking when it came out. It took several months and, of tweaking. And you can read in the news even today that uh, all WMR headsets are getting visual upgrades uh, based on software updates that have come as a result of the Windows Mixed Reality people working with the Valve people. Valve has made their impact on WMR and improved the entire platform. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if tracking uh, isn't part of that equation as well. Let me ask you this, Wes. Now, granted, I don't know what it would cost um, because you're, you're now getting close to $1,000 for the uh, index. But um, I was hearing that you can actually hook this up for uh, the base stations and index controllers. Um, can. would it be worth it to you? Like, I mean, obviously maybe not in your general case, cause you're like, fuck it. It's already running great. But maybe well, for someone no. like Scion that is like really wants perfect tracking, but you still get the best headset out there as far as visually, right? For sure. And I, I would, I, you know, I've never tried an index, but from what I can tell what people are saying about it, headset versus headset, uh, obviously people are going to have their own preference's on the on a person-to-person uh, a -person basis, some people are going to put more of a premium on those few degrees of, uh, of field of view over the extreme uh, difference in clarity that you get with WMR. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you can absolutely, for about the same price or maybe even a little bit less, you can buy a G2 headset, you can buy uh, Knuckles controllers with five trackers and have a hybrid set uh, the best of both worlds. Yeah. Well, and you'd also, I guess you'd lose a little bit. You wouldn't have the ability to crank it up to 120 or 144 as well. But uh, I think for somebody that like really, really wants that clarity, um, it might be a good trade off for them. But, you know, that's I can't I can't begin to describe to you what it's like. It's such a difference. I mean, I didn't think it was going to be much better than the Quest. It's much better than the Quest. And uh it's just, that's why it's so unfortunate. You know, it's not the tracking. If I send this back, it's not because of the tracking. Uh, it's it's because of the constant friction that I've had. Even day two is as much better as it as it was than day one. Uh, it was still too much. Uh, mm. I need to be able to uh, make it through a full session without the thing crashing before I commit to it. And believe me, I want to. So when Scion in the uh, chat here says give it give hp a couple of weeks to for a firmware upgrade uh you bet i will i'm going to give it every chance that i can uh but as it stands it's not looking good for the thing and i hate that it makes me want to cry uh because it when it's good it's so good yeah well that's it's, VR. Like, it's like having that it's like having a crazy uh a crazy girlfriend a stalker girlfriend who's just so hot so like mm. you know most you know there's a lot of bad times with her right where she wants to fight about stupid shit and uh she's threatening to kill herself and all this crazy shit 
But uh, then there's that that one good night where you get home from bed and she's she, she's waiting for you. You know, uh, it's kind of like that. Uh, you got to break up with her, right? I mean, the good times are good, but the bad times are so bad, right? Yeah, I definitely um, I don't like those bad times. Sure, they're kind of annoying. I I would say that it definitely sounds like it's it's um it could be amazing, but uh, wouldn't be for me. But um, I just want I don't I. That's the thing. I didn't realize it, Wes, until I, I like distanced myself from the Rift S. How annoying uh, it was to, and I, it's across the board. I see it everywhere. The USB thing, man, like having to unplay, and it, it's simple. I'm not even crashing. It's just saying, hey, I don't see your headset. I got to unplug it, plug it into a different thing, and then it works. And then, you know, hours later, the next day, I got to do it again. And then I got to do it again. And it's like one of those things that you don't realize is is really bothering you or a pain in the ass until you remove it from the equation. And um, I have problems, Wes, with getting into VR sometimes because of friction. And that's where my be haptic suit rant comes from and stuff. It's like anything that's going to put one more step in front of me getting into that headset is potentially going to keep me out of the headset. I might just fucking sit there staring at my TV and not do shit over, you know what I mean? The, the more steps that I have to go through that friction, it for me, it affects it a lot. And there are so many times when friction just became too much and I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna play something flat. I'm not, I'm just gonna watch YouTube. Just not gonna go into it. So if I can get to a point where there's absolutely no friction whatsoever or very minimal, um, it's better for my VR experience. And you can tell, Wes, you know, like um, anybody that knows me pre-Quest 2, uh, you know, I mean, granted, population one is has got a good draw, but um, you know, there was a lot of friction with my Rift S, and and um, I didn't realize it was preventing me from going into VR sometimes, and uh, I think it's real. It's a real problem that exists that people will discount and say isn't a problem, um, but it is. So, well, that well, that's that's something else. That's a very good point. Uh, that we have to remember that I'm coming off a month of using oculus quest 2 which is the most frictionless experience that i've ever had in vr right it's it's ease of use and accessibility people you know crucify for oculus for going that direction over graphical fidelity and horsepower but that they focused on ease of use and accessibility and um you don't realize just what a big difference it is until you take a step back and go back into jank you know uh wes from the day is a lot less patient with these types of things as then cv1 west was right back when i had literally i was using four usb ports to to play vr and it seemed like every day at least one of them was fucking up i had to unplug it and plug it in somewhere else uh that west probably would have had a lot better time with this g2 uh but today's west is used to just picking up the headset and playing and uh, I don't want to take a step back to uh, troubleshooting to be to play VR. Uh, I don't like it, and I don't have the time for it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't either. <laughs> it's just one but, of those uh, things that you just don't want to deal with, right? Right, right. But I told you guys that day two was better, and I told you the only thing I've told you about day two was that BoneWorks wouldn't uh, wouldn't let me play. That was the conclusion of the day. What I didn't tell you about is what I did play and, wh and what it was like. First of all, I went back into Half-Life Alex because as many of you know, 
they have that developer commentary update. Really? And uh, uh, not only did, was the game like super beautiful as I was playing through the mods the day before, but uh, you know, I wanted to check out the stock game, right? Uh, I wanted to see what that looks like in this brand new beautiful headset. So I, I, I disabled the add-ons, went into a straight game of uh, Half-Life Alex with the commentary mode on. And first of all, the commentary mode is really cool. They don't really get into too much about the technical aspects of what they do. Uh, but it's really like what I was talking about yesterday, more about their decision-making process and why they put the scenes together the way that they did. Uh, at least so far, obviously, I haven't gone through the whole game. Um, but with that said, dude, it's another level of realism, this game in this headset. Uh, I played through the first level uh, of, of Half-Life Alex, where you start out up on that balcony. And I just noticed so many things that I didn't notice before. Uh, things about the helicopters, things about the people on the streets, the cooling uh, exhaust fan on the radio that you're listening to. Everything is so, so detailed. With this game, in this headset, with that graphics card pushing it, it is mind-blowing. And I know you've heard me talk many times about how on Resident Evil 7, there's that one part where Jack bursts through the wall. And even though I know it's coming, uh, it still scares the crap out of me every time. I had one of those moments when I was playing Half-Life Alex because I was so immersed in this game. Uh, that one part in the very first... Um, in the very first chapter where that big thing, I'm not a half-life guy, so I don't know what it's called. Is it a strider maybe that it's called? That big thing just all of a sudden appears out of nowhere and it's right in your face and it's giant and it's loud. Uh, that thing, it pushed my heart into my throat. Uh, the way that it was in this headset with the visuals and the audio, it was literally breathtaking and, uh, uh, it really, it really makes me want to give this headset every chance to 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 make it. You know, I don't blame you. So, what if you were, if you still had your CV one and you went into it like after this? How do you think it would look? Like if you were playing, <laughs> you and Scion are playing this game. Who do you think is gonna? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I just, I can't believe how good these these headsets are. Like you said, like even the Quest two, but of course it's not the same as as this clarity, especially with the thirty eighty. Um, I just think we're getting to the point where like even the the crappy games are going to be that much better. This is the best of the best of the, the, the AAA um, graphics. And uh, sounds like your headset is showcasing it uh, very well. Yeah, uh, the clarity, I can't under, overstate this enough. Um, the, the clarity has such a difference on the 3D, the, the 3D-ness of everything. Like... You know, as we all know, we, we kind of adjust to uh, to the headsets and equipment that we use. And it's been a while since 3D has really, really popped for me. You know, I just thought that those days were over. I'm burnt out on it, and I'm not going to be able to see it the way that I used to see it. Well, the, this headset has proved me wrong in that respect because this level of clarity has brought about uh, a level of realism that it's been a while since I experienced. And... Uh, the 3D, it's really much more noticeable in this headset. And now some of that could be the fact that I'm, I've got that slider and I'm lining the lenses up just perfectly. Uh, but I think a lot of it has to do with just the general clarity and resolution. Oh, wow. 
What do you think it uh this that headset would look like on a 1080? Do you think it'd still be good? I do. I think it would be phenomenal. Uh again, 1080 is the uh is the the recommended spec for it. So yeah. uh and even at the like the half resolution mode on lesser graphics cards, people still say that that's superior than like Rift S just oh. based on the 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 screen alone. Well, I'll tell you what, I thought the Rift S was the bee's knees until I got into the Quest 2, and then I'm like, oh, shit, that screen looked like shit. It's just amazing once you go back to the each step, you look back, and you're like, whoa, that was garbage. But at the time, and I guess we've seen this our whole life, right? Because at some point, we thought the Nintendo 64 was just the best console in the world, and now you look back, and you're like, hey, it was good, but it ain't shit now. Well, you, you get used to what you use. And I kind of questioned uh, my PSVR experience today mm. because it got better as I went along. As you could tell from my, what I said earlier, every time I went to the next game, it, my experience was a little better than the last one. And I wondered how much of that was the actual games getting better and how much of it was you the fact it. that I was coming coming over from G2 and, and now all of a sudden everything looks like blurry crap to start <laughs> off with. But as the day goes on, it gets better and better and better. So I'm sure some of it at least had to be uh, me adjusting the PSVR again. I think a lot of it was um, just because, like, even in the past, um, my experience as well is, like, you get into the headset with the PlayStation VR after playing um, PC VR for so long, and you're like, wow, this this looks like shit. And then, like, within an hour, not even an hour, you're like, you just get acclimated and you... You, it just starts looking good again. Um, it's weird. It's a it's a bizarre thing. And I assume we'd probably. I mean, we don't. We have all of our high de definition televisions. But if you had one TV that wasn't high def, you'd probably get used to it as well. As sad as that sounds, because uh, I've tried to watch some stuff that's not high def anymore. Oh, oh, trust me, horrible. I know. I've, I've since I shattered that, that my my old LG in here. I've been rocking this 720p. Uh, $50 TV I got from Walmart. And uh, at first, it was like, man, this looks like garbage. And over time, you know, it's gone to, well, you know, it really doesn't look all that bad. But since I got the new TV in the living room, uh, and actually, uh, what, what really happened is I went, it was the day I went in there and played Astro's Playroom, sitting right in front of that TV. I was, I was in there for well over an hour, probably closer to two hours. After that, I came back in here and got in front of my computer, and it ever since then, it's just been garbage. It hasn't looked good to me at all, and uh, and that just goes to illustrate what we're talking about here. You get used to what you're looking at. Yeah, well, I'm glad you upgraded your TV in there as well, right? That's good. Yeah, it's it's still new in the box over there, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna get on that tomorrow. Yeah, you know what I was just thinking, Wes? I think you need some more new stuff. You haven't got enough yet. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, I've got it all. I've got all the new stuff. I've got yeah. too much new stuff. Well, dude, it's good. You know, one of us needs to for the show. So I'm glad it's you, and I wish it was me. But... I wish it was you as well. Man. But uh, your, your new stuff, when you get your new stuff, it's going to be way newer than my new stuff. So I'll, I'll be able to uh, be jealous of you for a while. Yeah, it kind of goes back and forth, right? That's the way it goes. How how long did I want to have that 2080 that you're running on? This is a long time. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm looking at the 3080 Ti now. If they really come out with it for like a grand, um, maybe. But we'll see. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons I bought into uh, 
I got rid of my Zotac and, and bought up to EVGA because I know uh, with this EVGA, if if they release a TI in January, I can just step up to it. No no money loss at all. Yep. So. Yeah, it's nice, right? Uh, Jarillo says, Wes's wallet lost weight. Not really, Jarillo. I sold shit to pay for all of this. I sold shit to pay for all of it. I sold graphics cards. I sold my capture card. Sold all my headsets. Like, literally, uh, all but like a couple hundred dollars uh, I covered with uh, by by selling my old stuff. It just shows you actually working for it, you know, and trying to wheel and deal and switch things around and, you know... um... I've always been a big believer of uh, if I'm not using something, why not just sell it and turn it into something I will use? I mean, how many things do you, any anybody, look over to your right or your left and look around and start looking at shit that has been sitting there for years, not being used? That Aver Media capture card I sold during the, the last lockdown, I didn't touch it for a year. It had a layer of dust on it. Um, so, like, there's just certain things in your house you don't need that if you're willing to sell them, you too could afford the G2 or whatever else Wes has been, you know, getting because uh, you're just trading it in, you know, upgrading. Well, that, well that's it. The, the 1080 Ti was the only thing I sold that I didn't make a profit on. Everything else I made a profit on. I made a profit on my Rift S, made a profit on my, uh, on my, uh, on my uh, capture card. I didn't make a profit on the Quest, but interestingly, I sold the Quest on the Quest 2's launch day for three hundred dollars hmm. so i mean i was kind of okay with that because it was like a straight trade right yeah um i sold i sold that 3080 the first one i had for a profit uh so yeah i, I mean uh i'm not i mean i know it probably seems like i'm some rich dude i'm not i'm a working class guy that you know i don't have a lot of extra spending money that's why i i was psvr exclusive for what four to six weeks uh, it was because I had to sell all my stuff to upgrade. Right. So uh, you also you know, you're I, you're um, you're diligent. You know what I mean? Like you you got your priorities straight. You're you know maybe wheeling and dealing, but you got all your shit first done, and then this is extra stuff. So uh, I think it's cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's round out the the day two with the uh, the uh, the HP Reverb G two after uh, after Half Life, Alex. Of course, I tried to go back into the Steam VR home, and of course, the thing crashed on me. Uh, but I didn't get that error message about my graphics card being blocked, so I took that as a win. And uh, I just reloaded it, went back into Steam VR, and loaded up Paper Beast. And um, Roots, it, it was just stunning, this game. I mean, it, it wasn't quite on the level of. Uh, Half-Life Alex, but as you know, it's a different graphical, it's a different art style. Uh, so where Half-Life Alex was giving us this supreme realism, uh, you know, Paper Beast was giving me this this totally different fantasy world. And uh, I gotta say, I, I wasn't just impressed with the headset in this, but uh, I'm impressed at how much this game is changing as I go through it. It's going in directions that I wasn't expecting, and uh, uh, this game is actually, I think it's going to turn out to be a lot better than we even thought it was going to be. Really? Wow. I might, I need to get back into this. Uh, it's one of the bo most visually stunning games and it's cool. It's different, right? So. Yeah. I kind of always assumed that this was going to be, uh, something akin to being in nature on a similar, but different planet. 
this is like being in a whole different dimension, dude. Like some of the things that happen in this game is just like it's like science fiction crap, dude. It's weird. How cool would it be if you could do it? Uh, we always say this, but co-op. You could be in there with somebody else exploring the the world, right? Yeah, dude. Uh, I want co-op in everything, and like um, I forget who I was gonna. One of the developers I was talking about talking to the other day. Uh, I thought about trying to impress upon them just how cool it would be for them to add co-op into their game, but I don't even remember what it was now. Well, there's all sorts of rumors floating around about you in the chat. Some say you sold your kid. Others say if you look tired, you you you're uh, got one less kidney. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I do what I got to do. I, I you know, I, I got to say I expected uh, I expected to get a G two. Uh, I expected to get a PlayStation Five. Uh, I did not expect to get all the this other stuff like Quest Two. That was a total surprise to me. You know, thirty eighty. That just came about because, like, I, I saw a way where I could possibly get a thirty seventy, and then I realized that if I'm going to shell out five for a thirty seventy, then I can I can probably get to seven for a thirty eighty, and there's a big difference in performance there versus the cost. So uh, we did what we had to do to make it happen, and um, yeah, uh, again, uh, it's it's really been something else what we've been able to pull off here. That's not that expensive, bro. Like I remember paying seven hundred dollars, close to seven hundred for like the nine eighty or something when it was new. You know what I mean? Like, it, like seven hundred dollars for one of the best video cards out there right now. I think I think it's a steal. Um, and of course, I'm also looking back to a couple of years ago when you couldn't get one for less than a thousand. Um, so, yeah, I agree. If you look at, I mean. If you're a person that bought in on any of the 20 series cards, you've got to be blown away by the value proposition here. Uh, I always thought that the 20 series cards were, were overpriced. Uh, but, I mean, this is fairly similar to the, the 10 series launch prices, which is what I always wanted. You know, I paid more for my 1080 Ti than I paid for the, this 3080. So um, I, I'm pretty content with the pricing on it as well. I think I paid close to what you paid for my 2080 for the 3080. Uh, what now i didn't i didn't catch what what you oh, did, i, I said i um i think i paid just about the same price for my 2080 uh as you paid for your 3080 like 700 bucks so oh yeah, yeah. well i mean that, that's not too bad i guess most people were paying uh 800 to a thousand dollars for them and then like the, t the ti's were 1200 yeah maybe it was like eight but it was close so uh Driller says we're so used to these inflated prices. Uh, I remember buying the 260 and moving to a 280 for 280 bucks. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, oh, how far we've come. Uh, Lamb Crotch, my 3080 is still on back order. It's been two months. I got a 3070 to hold me over. Hey, man, that, that's kind of what I did with the Zotac, right? Yeah, absolutely. And now you get to upgrade. That's one of the best things about EVGA. You don't know they've got uh, the program how many months is it it's a couple months right where you can uh, three, three, three months. months you can pay the difference and as long as you you know are willing to not have a video card which in your case it wouldn't matter because you just throw your 1080 in um you just pay the difference and uh i think maybe shipping but i can't remember so so yeah um i guess that's gonna to, to wrap us up here uh so the the, the verdict the, the jury's still out on g2 
Uh, day two was better than day one, but it still wasn't good enough. Uh, but when it's good, it's great. It's the best thing I've ever experienced by a, a fair margin. Uh, the tracking, again, hasn't been an issue so far. If it becomes an issue, uh, as you know, you know, when we review anything on this channel, it's an ongoing thing, right? There's no, never any definitive verdict on it. It's a, it's a thing that changes over time. So if you're new to the channel, be sure to click that subscription button. Be sure to click that notification bell because I assure you, I've got a lot more to say about this. I'm going to have a lot more to say about the PS5. We're only getting started with our coverage of these things. Uh, more testing is needed. Uh, but right now, ugh, dude, it, it's 50-50 it's at best with whether or not I keep G2. I really want to because the good is just so good. Yeah, well, it sounds like it. Sounds like it was something that... Now, let me ask you this. If, like, say you a week uh, goes down the road or goes on, you know, and you decide, ah, I don't, I don't, I'm just not going to keep it. You could turn that into a yaw. Oh no, I guess that that, that includes uh, tripling your money, right? Almost. Well, I, I bet I could probably make a couple hundred dollars on it though. While right now, while people are still waiting for these things to come out of back order, they're going to be in back order for the rest of the year. Oh, huh, so true. yeah, that's true. Might as well, right? I might as well give it a shot if I'm not going to keep it. But we'll get to that. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. As of right now, this is going to be my daily driver for a while. Um, we, we will eventually get back into the the head-to-head uh, -head comparisons with the uh, PlayStation VR. But uh, again, I, I feel like that's kind of a, a lot of trouble to go through just to see if there's a minimal, you know, change. Uh, Blood and Truth was really the one that blew me away. Firewall and Astrobot were impressive. Uh, Blood and Truth was breathtaking. Uh, so Blood and Truth is the one that gives me hope for uh, PSVR 1 on PS5. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to continue our assessment of these things. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, check back. You know, talk to us in Discord. Uh, obviously, that's where we uh, we give the day-to-day -day updates, right, on Discord. Absolutely. Well, and I, I would submit, Wes, that if you do take the time, um, like you sound like you're going to do, because that is a lot of time and work uh to go back and forth you should uh definitely record it and put it on the channel i think people will be interested to see what um differences you know if you see well, well here, here's the thing here's the thing about that um in order to accurately convey uh the 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 differences uh on the pro versus the ps5 you have to take through the lens video mm. all that you're going to see on the this social screen that people keep capturing and making videos on all that you would see there is if uh, the game were to get texture improvements, like uh, a, a really big upgrade in the, the rendered out graphics of the world. But the, the, the resolution bump, the foveated rendering, the aliasing, you're not going to see any of this change on the social screen. Hmm. So it's kind of pointless for these people that are making these comparisons Unless they're going to do a Tyrrell Wood style and go camera to lens, uh, you're not really going to be able to get any kind of meaningful video from it. Well, depending, I guess it's, it's, I would submit that your experience would be more important than what they see. But uh, I yeah, guess we, could, we uh, could talk about it on the show without having to see it. So. That's what I'm here doing. That's, what, that's my whole point, is uh, it would be a lot of trouble to, 
to shoot a special video just for that. Uh, when we, we're here talking two hours every week on the Monday show about something anyway, why not talk about that some more, huh? Yeah, it's cutting into your game time, dude. Don't waste that time recording that shit. I changed my mind instantly, flipped on a, <laughs> on a dime. Uh, as Roots does. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, uh, if you liked the video, please uh, give us a thumbs up. Hey, guys. Hey, before you go, click the things, man. Click the huh. things. We need the clicks. Yes. Everybody just, it's an afterthought to, to all you guys enjoying the content. But we need these clicks. It helps us grow. So uh, click the red one. Click the hands. Uh, click the bell. And uh, join us on Discord. And, uh, again, big thanks to the people on Patreon. Uh, big thanks to Eric Masher donating the key earlier today for the 2020 show looking forward to that one uh not looking forward to the prep roots looking forward to the show yeah actually i had a couple people that were um were on uh asking about it when i was streaming last night and eric masher was one of them and he said exactly what you just said he was going to be donating a uh, a key and um i think it's cool yeah absolutely so big thanks to him for that thanks to everybody else who's donated keys we got a bunch more from months earlier we've been taking key donations for probably three to six months now people have been occasionally giving us keys for the 2020 show so uh, we're, we're in okay shape right now yeah and let me just throw this out there if you're a developer and you want uh, your game showcased what a great way than to give us some keys so we can give them away to the community and uh and talk about your game on the end of the year uh, 2020 show yeah we don't, we don't do a lot of giveaways but when we do we do it to celebrate and we're going to celebrate an amazing year in br in just about six weeks time so uh with that said friends i'd like to thank you all once again for watching for roots i'm wes we'll see you sooner than you think yeah bye-bye